Ah, all right, everybody. All right. Guys. Gals. Old timers. Children. Transients. Dudes hanging out on the grassy knoll. Woody Harrelson's father. It is time we are all gathered, all of us. The kids, Gramps, one of the architects of JFK's assassination, all gathered together to celebrate tonight's episode of The Best Show. Mike is already laughing out there. You know Mike, he loves his, uh, he loves his, uh, conspiracy theories. So, don't get them started. Guys, we have a great show for you tonight. John Oliver is going to be on the show. All kinds of fun and surprises teed up. So sit back. Relax. Don't relax too much, though. And get ready for the best show.
Yeah, the best show. Back on another Tuesday night. Here. To bring you the thing you want the most. Good, old-fashioned, fun-tertainment. It's going to be a grand old time. As we laugh it up. Going uh, forward for three hours tonight. The best show till midnight. The phone number, 201-332-3484. That's the number if you want to uh, call in. Be a part of the action. We have John Oliver coming up later on the show. But let me tell you about the music we just heard. We heard Kelly Stoltz from an album called Circular Sounds. We heard a song called When You Forget. It's good stuff, man. That's on Sub Pop. Kelly Stoltz. You don't sleep on that stuff, man. You guys got great albums. And uh, this is one of them, Circular Sounds. Came out a few years ago. We're getting ready for a we're ready for a new album, Kelly. This is a long time ago at this point. Before that England's glory. The song called Shattered Illusions. Now this is a, a seven inch on the Hozak label. England's Glory uh, features Peter Parrott. Parrett? Parrot from the Only Ones? This is his band before The Only Ones. Really great single. That's a non-LP B-side from the uh, from the album which had uh, come out. It's been reissued a couple different times, but this single stands alone as a monument to greatness. England's Glory. Hozak Records. And before that... This band called Dick Diver. They are an Australian band. And they've got a new album out. I think it's their third album. Melbourne, Florida. It's a really great album. Uh, I've been listening to it a lot. I, uh, I am totally into it. The name of the song we heard was Waste the Alphabet. And that's uh, Trouble in Mind put that, this out. Dick Diver. And starting us off, Feed Time. The heavy-duty band of Australian dudes. It was a two-for-Tuesday from Australia. Keeping people, uh, keeping people happy down in uh, the land down under, as they call it. The Land Down Under. Wonder what that one tough-looking dude in Men in Men at Work is up to now. Remember that one guy looked like he would he was like more equipped to um to uh be like flagging traffic, like night traffic. I think that was the drummer from Men at Work. Looked more like a uh, a, a road. Uh, 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 like a, a, a road paver. 
And that was back then. The guy was probably 22 years old. What's that guy look like now? He might look like, uh, if I picture it, I kind of picture him looking a little bit like, uh, what's his face on, uh, on, uh, the, uh, what's the show, Mike, with the, the, the guy who looks like the crypt keeper who wears the leather jacket and he runs his, his pawn shop and, and his show is geared towards, uh, initiating the, the next race, the next or the first race war. What is that guy's name again? Less. Hardcore pawn. Less. Typical episode of Hardcore Pawn. Somebody comes in. It's always like a white guy comes in. Oh, here's the, uh, I got this little fire engine I had when I was a kid. And I'm wondering how much I could get for it. And then Les is like, you know, I used to have one like that. I mean, like, I could give you, how much you looking for? The guy would be like, so I thought like $3,000 and Les will be like, I can give you 2000 and he buys the thing from the white person and then it's a, somebody, a non-white person is in there and suddenly they're throwing them out and they're generally, because they, there's like an argument over a receipt or something. It's like, it's the, it's, it's the show has meant to just spur on hatred. It's, it is, would it surprise you if it turned out less 20 years from now, it's revealed that he was like some kind of like government op trying to like initiate the class slash race war. And He's like leaving on a chopper with $10 million. He was with them the whole time. Get him. Les is getting into the chopper. His two kids are trying to climb into. He kicks his one, kicks, kicks the son out of the chopper. He falls to the crowd. None of this would surprise me. Well, actually, it still would be pretty surprising. Feed time. It's a long way to back announce a feed time record. Feed time, uh, that is new, a uh, new recording from feed time. Stick up Jack. It's a seven inch on sub pop. Really great record. And it's nice when guys who were doing a thing a long time ago pick it back up and they haven't missed a step. So, we tip our hat to you, Feed Time. That was awesome. And the singles on Sub Pop. And the phone number, 201-332-3484. Who's good here, Mike? Four. Again, your idea good or mine? Both of ours. I'm telling you with these callers now. You guys listen, you listen good. Last week, the callers stunk. They were terrible. One was worse than the next. And you know whose fault that is? Mine. That's my fault. My fault. 
I take ownership of it. That's my fault. I got a calls calls stink. We're moving on. Boom. No more. You don't bring it. We're done with calls. We'll do something else. That's on Tom. Tom wears the 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 mantle of shame on that one. Not you guys. I do. I bear the burden. But I'm telling you now. No more mercy, man. No more mercy. We are moving fast with these calls. You stink, you're out. We had some great calls from some great women last week, and I appreciate that. We need to keep it lively so it's not just a sea of dudes. But I'm telling you, if if, if anybody's bad, anybody calls, if you're bad, you're out. You're out! I got to keep this thing moving. No, it's not Mike's fault. Somebody in the chat says it's Mike's fault. It's not Mike's fault. Stop it. And the, the, the hashtag for tonight is... Billy Joel found guilty. Because... A lot of people argue about uh, calls. Uh, calls about uh, music. They say Billy Joel is uh, not very good. Some people say he's great. I say Billy Joel... In my courtroom, you have been found guilty of writing great songs. And that, wait, oh no, that, I just realized how that could be misconstrued. I meant it as a compliment. Oh boy. Sorry. We can't get this thing back now. I can't get this topic back off the table. My apologies to Mr. Joel over this, uh... Uh, uh, this uh, misunderstanding on my part. I did not see it being having two meanings, but now I realize it has two meanings. Two zero one three three two three four eight four. Best show, you're on the air. Best show, you are on the air. Hello? No? Hello? Yes, there we are. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm doing all right. Who's this? This is the Z-Man. The Z-Man? What? Yes. The Z-Man. Can I say your actual name, or are you just going by the Z-Man? No, of course, of course. This is uh, my friend Zach uh, uh, Walliner, who used to call the, uh, the previous iteration of The Best Show, and is now, apparently, back... On the new version of the best show. How are you, Z Man? Doing pretty good, thanks. Uh, yeah, um, I, you know, I felt it was sort of the right time to, to come back and call. You know, I didn't want to just call just to check in, and you know, one of the other shows to say, "Hey, I'm here with you." You know, you know, I know that sort of call is not very interesting. Um, but I tried to call a few weeks ago because um, you know, during the week where uh, it was Terry's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was it was also the birthday of someone uh, special to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was actually listening to the uh, to the show from the hospital um, with my wife uh, because uh, we we have a new daughter. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Congratulations. 
Mike just cracked. I just heard a beer, a Coors Light crack in honor of your child. Oh, that's so nice. It's a celebratory chiku. Now, don't take this the wrong way. Uh-huh. Well, first of all, what is the what is the name of your uh, beautiful child? Penelope. That is an, a fantastic name. Seriously, congratulations to the both of you. That is Thank Mazel you. Tov. <laughs> Thank you. Very right? Much. Is that right? I said that right? Right? Yes. 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 I knew I said it right, but I was just being humble. It's not my. <laughs> it's not. It's not my my thing to throw around. Sure, no, hey. I'm not one of the chosen. Look, I wish I was one of the chosen people. You don't think every day I wish I was? (laughs) I didn't realize. Every day, man. Every day haunts me. Wrong side of the street. Wrong team. Waiting to get traded. Right? Trade me. Trade me. I think that's a possibility. I'm not going to push or anything. Look, if you can put in a good word for me. I'll see what I can do. See what you can do. Okay. Now, your child is not purple, right? This is a no, flesh-colored. No, flesh-colored. no felt. Uh, she has not yet met Wally. I'm going to hold off on that for a little bit. You might want to hold off on that for about 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Why don't you... This is my... Look, I'm. it's not my place to tell someone how to parent. Why don't you build a bond uh, with you as a human... That's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I back this up 100%, man. Back it up. Uh, I, I just, uh, make that bond as a human. Then, this almost might be something that you do at her college graduation. You show up <laughs> with Wally to, to the ceremony for the first, that's the first time she meets it's Wally. Completely embarrassed. Yeah, her yeah. Her 22 years from now. Suddenly, suddenly she's like, Mom, Dad, I did it. Hey, how's it going? Oh, my God, what is that? Dad, oh, no. Because for people who don't know, new listeners to the show, Z-Man is the operator of a a puppet named Wally Wackyman, who uh, we've had our ups and we've had our downs, but everything's smooth sailing now. That yeah, Wally more, more is, ups and downs. yeah, more way more ups and downs. But Wally is on ice for the next twenty something years, <laughs> so it's nothing but nothing but smooth sailing now. Well, maybe maybe in relation to my daughter, but I mean he's he's still going to try to be getting out there doing stuff. See, this sounds sinister now. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Sounds I mean, like I you're think... going to be like staring at the bag. I'm just going to uh, run to the store for a minute. And then next thing you're in the car arguing with Wally. And Wally's like, why don't you rob that liquor store? Money's a little tight. Why don't you go in? I have a gun right here. And you're like, where'd where'd you get that gun? Yeah, I don't know where he would have gotten one. Oh, no, no. He's got the gun. Your own puppet have got a gun for you. And then he frames you. And he frames you. Right? Wow. Sets you up. Throws your wallet down on the at the scene of the crime. Oh boy, that's I gotta make sure this doesn't happen. You've given me some good insight. But then Wally opens his mouth and a barrel comes out. Oh. Right? <laughs> Yikes. No, I don't like this line of comedy. No, no, no I don't like either. it. Wally's a G rated child's 
uh, a puppet for kids, meant to have a grand old time. Sometimes for adults, but still fairly G-rated, sure. Yeah. Uh, like a G-rated, like in a movie when they say like "doo doo" in a G-rated movie. That's well, well, right. Well, I mean, he's not usually that that type of humor, but I get where you're coming from. Well, Z- Zach, in all seriousness, congratulations to both of you. That is truly fantastic. I'm thank you. Now very she's, happy. Uh, she's, she's very. Uh, she's forever now sharing a birthday with Terry, so that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Congratulations. Please say hi to uh, Veronica for me. And uh, I will do. Yeah, you know, um, it was great getting all these likes on Facebook uh, when I reposted the first picture, but it was right after you left Facebook. So yeah, like, oh, oh no, never get I'm that. out, oh, man. Like, Facebook. Oh, no, I totally understand where you're coming from. Goodbye. You know, my, brother, my brother Jason's gone from there, too, and I could, I could totally understand. I'm but, out, uh, man. I'm out. I hear you, and you know if that that's the right thing for you to do. Then, then you know I hope it I hope it serves you well. Nah. I'm off there and everything. You got to get yourself together, and I hope look, man, I hope everything you know uh, does come together for you. I'm living in the real world. I'm not living in digital world. This no, ain't that's Tron. Good. That's a good place to what be. Was this Tron? I'm supposed to be <laughs> Tron. We're supposed to fight the master control program next. Yeah, I don't know about that. No, nah, man, I'm out. Real life, real living. Well, Z Man, seriously, all the best to you guys. Send Thank me send me a well. picture to my email. I would love to yeah, see. Yeah, I was you. gonna do that. So since you know you're not on there, I'll, I'll send yeah. a picture over. Thank you, buddy. I'll talk. Thanks. To you later. Have a great night. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Good guy. Good guy. I almost hung up on him before he talked about the kid. To be honest, he almost got hung up on. He doesn't know how close he came. You know what day I can't wait for? Day I hang up on his kid. His kid calls. I hang up. That'll be a special day. I'm telling you, man, you guys bring it with the calls. It's Tom's fault. Tom takes the blame on those bad calls last week. Not I don't blame you guys. I blame me. I not unlike Z Man, I am the puppet master. And I am supposed to be the one pulling the strings of this show. Guys, can I tell you about a uh, 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 a product, a service that you might want to use uh, in your life? It's uh, if you have needs for such for uh, things uh, along financial lines. You know, th- there's a, a time in your life when you got to figure out. Money and, and and getting responsible with money and learning how to invest money and manage money is one of those things. And tonight's best show is supported by Wealthfront, the automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. Wealthfront, Wealthfront software manages your money using investment strategies that were previously only available to the wealthiest investors for just a quarter of the cost of using a traditional advisor. They monitor your account 24-7, rebalancing your portfolio, reinvesting dividends, and working to maximize your after-tax returns. Wealthfront is overseen by the same team of investment experts who launched the index fund revolution. And they manage over $2 billion in client assets and have saved millions of dollars on taxes for their clients. So if this is something that interests you, 
you're looking to learn more about investing, find out about it, go over to wealthfront.com slash best show to get your first $10,000 managed for free. That's wealthfront.com slash best show to get your first $10,000 managed for free. You guys should know that Wealthfront Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risks, and there is the possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read their full disclosure. And there we go. Who's good here, Mike? Four. Four's hot tonight. So I got to go to two. Sorry, Mike. Got to override you. Go to two. Hello? Hello. Yes, welcome to the best show. Yes, this is Frank. Frank. Oh, is this, is this me? It is you. Is this Mike? This is Tom. Oh, I'm sorry. Tom, I was uh, delayed. I didn't hear you. What's up? This is my first time, so I'm a little nervous. All right. Well, Frank, why don't you exhale? Exhale. Okay, I'm exhaling. <laughs> this is Frank from southern New Jersey, originally from Broomall, PA. All right. All right. Now, Frank, you've heard of me talk about bad callers, right? You've heard that. Yes, I'm about to be one. It's okay. You can hang up anytime you want. I'm gonna, You know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to hang up on you because that is usually the cue for me to hang up on you. <laughs> but I'm not going to hang up on you. I'll let you slide. What? Okay. Tell me, young man. Yes. Why you called? Give me one reason. I called because the dead shows, and I'm kind of associated with Mike a little bit on these the Grateful Dead. But this thing in Chicago has just got my goat. I just couldn't believe it. I tried to get a ticket. You can't do it. Because the Grateful Dead <laughs> are playing. They're back again, right? It's some final. Some final show. Yeah. It's ridiculous. If the, me. They're back now. They're playing where? Uh, uh, the stadium uh, that the... Soldier Field. Soldier Field, where the... Uh, that's the stadium that the Chicago Bears play. Yes. So the the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. One of the worst bands in history. It, it should be... It's much debated. Absolutely. A band that sounds like if the birds didn't know when to stop playing songs. I... I think your quote was, it's the best bar band that ever was. Well, I've never said that. But the Grateful think, Dead? No, maybe Mike said it. Yeah, maybe I, Mike said it. Yeah, I think your quote no. was, or maybe that's Mike's quote. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. It was so, Mike's what? quote. So the Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia has been gone for 20 years now, right? Yeah, it's maybe more, but yeah, you're yeah. right. He's been gone. Been Who else is out of the picture now? Um, Donna Gottschalk is no longer with us? No, numerous keyboard players. The late, great Pigpen, unfortunately. We lost him way too early. The Gottschalk dude. Keith is gone. Keith Gottschalk. (laughs) Right? Oh, Vince Welnick. That's right. Vince Welnick from the Tubes. That's right, from the Tubes. Who joined. But now the Grateful Dead are playing a farewell show. This is it. Guys, we're checking. It's 50 years now. Is that what it is? It's the 50-year anniversary? Uh, uh, for God's sake, yes. 50 years. Absolutely. You're right. 50 years 
of polluting America <laughs> with their ramble rock. Yeah. It's it's like if you put, you know what the Grateful Dead sound like? You take the birds around the time of that double album, that untitled album where they it was a long, yeah. jammed out on eight miles high and it comes up in the last 45 seconds. It finally comes up. They It's like them going... Like for for 15 minutes, you're looking at the record. It's like this record's about to end. Then finally, eight miles high, and when you like they just they're hurrying to get to that part of it. Imagine you took that band, you put them in five different in five different soundproof booths, and told them just play any song that we do. And they all played songs, but they all played different ones at the same time. That's what the Grateful Dead sound like. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't be more correct. It's absolutely correct. And actually, actually that's why I'm glad I'm not going. Because now they're playing. They got the, the dude from Fish filling in for Jerry, right? <laughs> the guy from Fish. Yeah, I, uh, Trey Astani, whatever, Stanio or... <laughs> yeah. Oh, real fan, real, real super fan. No, I'm, real not good. A, I'm not a fish. Real, fan. I'm really sad you couldn't get a ticket. You sound like really, really wanted to be there. No, that's why I'm uh, I'm going to the war on drugs. You're going to go see them? Yeah, no, I, yeah. And in, in retribution, mm-hmm. I got tickets to the uh, good. Go see a an actual. Guy. Go How see an, Go see an actual band, not some some uh, yeah. some event. No. They, 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 you know, we might, what if, what if you can if we all contacted the Grateful Dead, we're like, look guys, I know you're going to play the show. What if we just, what if we just put like a bucket out and we all put money in it? Will you not do that? Like you'll get the same money you were going to get for doing that terrible show. That show that's guaranteed to be terrible. It's yeah. Well, three actual shows. They're doing three shows. Do you think they'll do? Shakedown Street? <laughs> uh, oh, your guess is as good as mine. Just throw a dart at a board. For goodness sake, there's there's a ton of shoes on the songs they could play. Do you uh, think they'll do... Yeah. Do you think they'll do drums into space? Uh, Garen, three times, at least. <laughs> What's a drum sound like? Is it like... Is it boring? Are you ever just seeing them and you're just like, man, what am I, what am I doing with my? Yeah, it's happened a few times. This is really what what I'm doing here on this planet is seeing. I've I've only been to see them like 35 times. Oh, only? Not, okay, yeah. you've only been to see them 35 times. <laughs> what are some thi- What are some other things you've only done 35 times? Not uh, ride my bicycle, but that's a different story. If you saw the movie Chappie 35 times, you'd be committed. Ah. Like something like that. But you see The Grateful Dead 35 times, and you're talking about like you didn't see it enough. Yeah, now see, yeah. What was the movie? Chappie? Yeah, Chappie. I'm going to have to watch it, for sure. You're going to check. It's The Grateful Dead of movies. Is it? Well, if that's... So be it. I'm going to have to watch it. That's for sure. Yeah. Check it out. Let me know what you thought of Chappie. Thanks for the call, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. Mike and his friends. They probably schemed on that one all weekend. 
Can you imagine Chap a Chappie? That movie Chappie. You could not pay me to see Chappie. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. You know the only way I would see Chappie? The only the first term of me seeing that movie Chappie, where it's like it's this movie where it's like a robot, I am Chappie. I am Chappie. The only way I would see Chappie is if uh not even saying this is the only way I would see it. This is the first thing I need guaranteed before I see Chappie. It came out this past weekend. Can someone guarantee me that Chappie doesn't get mowed down? I will not say. If Chappie gets mowed down, I can't see it. We gotta kill Chappie. Let's kill Chappie. I am Chappie. There goes Chappie. Let's kill him. Go, Chappie! You can escape! I am Chappie. Does Chappie say other things other than I am Chappie? Chappie. Holy moly. That thing looks... Dire. I just want to know that he doesn't get mowed down. If anyone can confirm for me right now, please. I just want to make sure I, I can't see it if he does if he if he's gonna get mowed down. I am Chappie. Just tell me if Chappie gets mowed down. Well, guys, this is exciting. On the hotline, I don't think the hotline's ever been hotter than right now. <laughs> this is why a hotline is called a hotline. Because when you have hot guests, and I, we have a guy on the hotline right now the last time he was on this show was a while ago, and back then he was what one of nine Daily Show correspondents. Now he is the owner of comedy, pretty much. <laughs> he might hang up. I better stop this, or he is going to hang up. We have John Oliver on the line. How are you, John? Hello. This hotline is tepid. This is a tepid, tepid line you have. It's a tepid. No, it's a hotline. Are you kidding? It's white hot right now. Okay, we'll see about that. Watch me cool this line off. <laughs> You're going to cool off the hotline. That sounds like a challenge. I didn't mean yeah. it as a challenge. This thing is going to have ice dripping off it by the time this call is done. <laughs> the cold line. 
How are you doing? Fine, thanks, Tom. How are you? I'm good. It's a, it's exciting to to talk to you. It's exciting to talk to you. It's good to have you back. Oh well, thank you. I'm. It's good to have you back. <laughs> okay, um, let's stop this yeah. right now. What are we writing? Book jacket blurbs? Yeah. <laughs> neither one of us can carry this kind of thing off. No, no, it just feels unseemly. Now, you, John Oliver, are the host of uh, Last Week Tonight, which mm-hmm. you began your second season a few weeks ago. Yeah. And this season, it's it, it's really great this season. It's on okay. HBO, by the way, for people who uh, don't know. How could nobody not know that? But It's possible. It is possible. But it's on HBO on Sunday nights, and it's... Uh, yeah, you you guys really kind of hit the ground running on this second season. Oh, thanks. It definitely did not feel like that. It felt like we hit the ground hard and then started crawling across the ground. But oh. look, as long as we're moving, I'm happy with that. Sometimes you, yeah. Sometimes you have to take. But the, the thing is, nobody knows that but you. Nobody sees the scenes. That's it. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's the problem. Whenever anyone says, oh, "I I really enjoyed the show." I always feel the inclination to correct it, saying, you know, it was a disaster until about four hours beforehand, right? And that's information nobody needs. Yeah. Nobody needs to know that. It is not your job. It is no one's job to disabuse people of what they liked. No. It's, it's, it's an insane instinct. No one wants to hear that. Oh, yeah, well, it was really, really bad, and it will be bad in the future. <laughs> yes. And you'll be disappointed. Yeah. So just try and enjoy the false enjoyment that you're enjoying now for as long as you can. <laughs> I hope that this interaction has seen everything you dreamed it would be. <laughs> yes. You're, and then they leave. They're like, wait, does this guy want to even do the thing I like? I'm not sure if I – I don't think I like his show anymore. He doesn't I, like I don't it. Think, I'm not making him do it. <laughs> Why do I feel guilty? Yeah, he's aware that this is not like the army or something, that he was not drafted into doing the show. Like, hey, man, your number came up. I'm so sorry. You have to host last week tonight. I think think it's an innate problem, though. I think it's it's partially British and it's partially personal. I always feel the need to correct. So whenever praise comes in, I feel the need to correct that with a fact with a negative fact. And, you know, that's not healthy either publicly or personally. That doesn't, no one gets anything out of that. No, it, it benefits nobody. No, nobody, no. And, no. Then, and then you just see a guy, you see people who just play it cool, and they just, they just navigate through. Like, do you think if you went up to Tom Hanks, you're just like, hey, I like The Terminal, like a movie that I don't think anybody actually <laughs> likes. And you said, like, hey, that I like that movie meant a lot to me. He would probably just go, oh, thanks so much. I appreciate that's that. That's right. That's he, right. And you'd walk away feeling warm. Yeah. Thinking, oh, that film that I know wasn't one of his best, but which I liked due to the fact that I was on a plane watching it. <laughs> uh-huh. he, he seemed to really appreciate it. I appreciated the interaction we had. I'll go see his next project. Yes. He's I'll not, go see The Terminal 2 if it happens. The term, Yeah, The Terminal 2, I think. I I I pitched the Terminal Two on the show a couple of weeks ago. I think you need to crack it open like the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, start adding people to them. Like, so, yeah. So, the worst thing they did with that was not make a second one eighteen months later. 
yeah. rush it into production. Yeah, where Tom Hanks looks and who else is stuck in the terminal? <laughs> it's Jason Statham is also right. stuck and he can't get out of the terminal either. That's right. And guess who else is stuck? Vin Diesel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Vin Diesel is stuck in the terminal. I think, though, he would... He would be one. He would just get on one of those like carts and drive it uh, just out of the terminal, though. Like he would think it's a Fast and the Furious movie and just get on one of those people mover things when they move somebody with a broken leg through the airport and just drive it backwards out through security. The point is, you've already proven that this franchise has legs. I've pr- you've already proven that. They've you've got- already written in a dialogue scene and an action sequence. Yes, <laughs> they've got options. That's all I'm saying. You guys have options. The, for Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, you guys have options with the Terminal franchise. Now It's not done. The story's not finished. <laughs> no. It, it felt like we were just getting a taste of it with that first movie about a guy stuck in an airport. Of course, because it's easy to think that movie was about... Tom Hanks. That movie was about an airport. The character is the airport. It's the airport people want to see. So it's the equivalent of when people say New York is a character in something. That's exactly right. The airport. The star of that movie was the terminal. Yes, Newark Hence Airport. Newark Airport is a character in this oh, movie. Of course it is. Of course it is. Which is your favorite terminal at Newark Airport, John Oliver? Oh, boy. I mean... The thing is, if you're, if you're going to be miserable, why not be the most miserable you can be? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for uh, the Delta Terminal that's shaped like a donut. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's where you just, sometimes you just walk around whatever they flexed in and out. Whatever. I think the Auntie Anne's pretzel is gone now because it was smoking people out of the donut hole. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah I, for, for, for true misery, it's got to be the Delta Donut at Newark Airport. Which I think is Terminal B. That's, I believe that's right. <laughs> I think it is B, yes. Uh, now, uh, look, that's not what you're here for. I want to ask you about, you You. You guys have like, you're like on, on, on the show now. Last week, tonight, you're like, you're like, th- th- you're like stirring it up with people. <laughs> like you're like, you're, you're looking to like. Get into like it's like uh, uh, scuffs. Oh, we we did that. That was our first show back. We did. Uh, I, I want to say two and a half to three minutes of jokes about the president of Ecuador. Yeah, and that was it. Pretty well said that. The fact he'd been he'd been uh, hitting people back on Twitter. His Twitter critics. He'd been publicly shaming them and trying to get his followers to tweet back at them. And this makes sense if, you know, this is a member of a C-grade boy band, but this is a president, of a, this is a head of state. Yeah. So we made a few jokes about him, and then he reacted and started tweeting at me all week, various insulting things about how no English comedians had ever been funny. So I basically went to a high-profile beef with the head of state the first week back. Yeah, you said you did that, but then you cooled it down by going after tobacco. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose that's true. You just you decide it's like, look, guys, let's yeah. let's cool our jets. We're only going to go after Philip Morris now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, I guess we did do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess look, it's 
my again, we this is going back to my inherent negativity. At some point, this show is going down, so why not go down in flames? Oh, it's it's awesome. You're on that thing, and you're like you're throwing rocks at people. Oh, I'm I'm gonna Thelma and Louise this thing off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. You play it the you play the, your cards the right way. You'll be you'll transition from this to season two of the Jinx. <laughs> you'll be you'll be like you'll be like true a true detective. It's just like yeah, well, it's not the same guy every season. The Jinx is a different guy every year. It's like this year it's the guy who did that news thing. Yeah, he's he's now the Jinx. AP Mike, who you know. Uh, he he just calls the guy on Twitter the Jinx. He as if that's his name, the Jinx. <laughs> like he's the Rock. So you think the Jinx did it then? <laughs> Mike does think the Jinx did it. Did, did he think the Jinx did three of three or one of three, two of three? He, does he think he got the hat trick of murders? Mike, my all three. Mike says all three. Mike says <laughs> the Jinx. You'd have to throw squids at the Jinx. In Mike's world, for for his job, you'd have to throw squids with knives in them, maybe. That's right. He's <laughs> hurling a squid around his head, saying, I'm saying all three for the jinx, and he's hurling it. <laughs> now, um, you, sir, John Oliver, mm-hmm. you know what's interesting is that you have done so many types of comedy through your life because you now are doing topical comedy but mm-hmm. you've been yeah. you've done plenty of stand-up throughout your career yeah, yeah i've always done that yeah and you also have done a lot of like what would you call like a cons- more conceptual things when you were a, a, maybe a younger guy conceptual yeah i think you're mistaking me for an artist there. well conceptual always sounds like You've got 20 people in a dimly lit room standing around something being miserable. And yeah, no, no. I have absolutely done gigs where that was the case and I was the thing in the middle of that room. <laughs> well, I mean more like, maybe I meant to say more British in the way that, in the great, tra- in, in the tradition of very written, uh, idea based yeah. comedy. Yeah. Where you, you came up with a bunch of guys like, uh, with, uh, Richard Ayoa Day. And That's right, yeah. Did you read his book yet? I haven't, I haven't read it yet. I just finished reading it. It's really funny. He. Uh, yeah, it sounds great. It's really... He, he wrote a book. He's the guy who, if people don't know from... I guess you'd know him best from, like, the IT crowd. Yeah, uh, or Ring's Dark Place. If, yeah. If, yeah. He's Dean Lerner on... Yeah. So... And he um, he wrote a book because he also has directed a couple movies about um, as if he's like this about being a filmmaker and he's interviewing himself for the whole thing. And it, I know that sounds bleak in a way, but and it kind of is for the first like three pages. You're just like, wait, this thing is 300 pages long. Am I really going to do this? And then you just start. You're like, oh, yeah, I think I, I see what this is and I am going to read this whole thing. Now, that is conceptual. If you're going cover to cover on a 300-page self-analysis of someone basically doing a parody of interviews, yes. then that's a conceptual joke. Sure. It's somebody who also is not actually actually revealing one detail about themselves 
as an actual human either. Yeah, yeah, never, ever. I think when you talk about British comedy being conceptual, often that is just a basic deflection exercise. So just not wanting really to address any personal uh, conversation or personal information. I think (laughs) generally in the past, over the last half century, British comedians have done whatever it takes. If it's Monty Python dressing up as Victorian ladies, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. If it's in each other with fish, they'll do it. Just don't ask them how they actually are. <laughs> yeah, just like, wait, what? What? You mean the sweat starts pouring down as they're in a dress? That's right. And they're trying, no, I'm, I'm supposed to be a vicar here. What are you <laughs> doing? Don't ask, what do you want? What do you want to know about my childhood? No. Yeah, if you- if you held John Cleese with one hand on each shoulder, looked into his eyes and said, just tell me how you're doing right now, he would be running towards a costume store like the wind. Yeah, he'd be like, look, I'm not great physically anymore, but I'm going to do the silly walk away right now. I'm probably going to end up in the hospital after I do it because my legs are shot. I will happily throw both hips out to not engage in the premise of what you just asked. Yeah, just to, just to avoid any sort of discussion of living. He'll get wheeled into a hospital. They'll say, Mr. Cleese, what happened? Did someone ask you something again? And he'll say, yeah, yes, now ice my hip. <laughs> Do you miss any of that type? Like, because like, you kind of... Uh, I mean, you do fit other styles into the body of the show in the flow. It, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, like, it's not, it, it's not a very narrow show in that way. But do you miss, like, that type of being, like, full-on British comedy like that? I think, I think we try to still do a little bit. If we do any show which is, you know, has an, a, a really serious scene running through the middle of it, then... We're about to do the stupidest thing you've ever seen on television. <laughs> so I think that is our inclination, that we very much get, we know where our lane is. So yeah, if, if you're doing a serious story, which is potentially sad, well, we did this thing last year about Iraqi tra- and uh, Afghan translators. Very sad story. You know, we did our best with it. The, so the next story after that, we dressed, we built an entire dog Supreme Court. <laughs> and, and we literally a scaled down super short. We cast nine hogs for the nine justices. We put them in little, little Supreme Court judge costumes. And that was how that show ended. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're thinking at any point, wow, this is pretty serious, it's about to get at least twice as dumb as it was serious. That's like when in the corner a, a, a countdown clock can almost begin. <laughs> it's like. That's right. Why is it counting down from 30 seconds now? What? Yeah. That's, that's because someone's inflating something somewhere behind the stage. <laughs> Getting ready to cut the saddest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Now, now, you, the last time we, I think it might have been the last time you were on, on the show, was that when you, you, you predicted the World Cup? Yeah. Which would have been the two thousand? Was that two thousand eight World no, Cup? No, it would have been two thousand. It would have been the two thousand ten World Cup in South Africa. Yes. Yeah. And that was, uh, yeah. You called it. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I called. I called that, and I called the fact that those Zulus were going to irritate people. <laughs> you called. Yes. Well, I don't know if that one took as much 
insight. True, to... true. There was, yeah, there's, there was no Nostradamus skills involved in that. Is there like a warehouse full of Vuvuzelas right now where they're just like, maybe we shouldn't have reordered on this? Like, I think there's there are a number of warehouses of people that went all in. And they're looking at it saying, you least a fundamental rule of investing, you sit on this. Yeah. Like, the worst thing you could do is drop the price. You sit, they'll come back. Yeah, exactly. They, it's like you wait. When they're kids, they like it. If we could just sit for it, when they're adults, they're going to want to have Vuvuzels for their kids. Of course they are. I mean, it's just wait, about waiting for a generation. We just <laughs> need... This place ticking over for 20 years, we're good. <laughs> if we can just... Store these things for eighty thousand dollars a month for the next twenty years. We can actually sell them. Maybe we should just melt these down and turn them into something else. Now, uh, when you see this U.S. soccer, like these teams, like the Red Bulls and stuff, yeah, where, where are you on on that? Well, I find the whole the whole of it a little bit sad because. We start, lots of the teams don't play on grass, and that, you know, that really is one of the main ingredients you need for, for that sport. You need something round, you need a human foot, and you need grass. And I remember seeing Beckham, the first game he played at Meadowlands, and you know, it was on the artificial surface, and he took a free kick, and his foot kind of whacked into what is, you know, concrete <laughs> two feet under there. <laughs> and there was just a look of sadness on his face of, oh, what have I done? I really hope my wife likes living in Los Angeles because my ankle hurts. Can can you say that in your David Beckham voice? <laughs> oh, what if I can? Oh, my ankle hurts. I hope Victoria likes it over in L.A. I know she does. She likes making clothes. <laughs> that is when you, I, I forget where I heard you talk about that, when you were just like, this is the most perfect human who's yeah. ever existed in every way, but then he's just, to almost just make him human, he yeah. was stuck with that voice. It's like, it is like a Greek story. He has an Achilles voice, because he is perfect. <laughs> there is nothing, everything is where it's supposed to be on his face and body. Yeah. Perfect proportions. You kind of staggered when you see him, because he doesn't even look like a meathead. Mm -hmm. so he's not over muscles. He's just how humans are supposed to look if they need to lift things and thrive. Yeah, you know, he just looks good. But then, and then, he, then he speaks, and you think you'd be the first to die. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll run you out of the village with that voice. He could have been like a 13th century king when when as, when as long as about eight people in his court. We're aware of what his voice was. And yeah. then the rest of the time, he just automatically waved the crowd. He'd be fine. In yeah. this day and age, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, he just... <laughs> it is so funny. To, it's kind of... It, it's it's good, though. He must know it, too. Oh, right? he must know it. There's a, there's a reason why all his underwear commercials are silent. <laughs> oh, it's him on a motorbike looking beautiful and then maybe lounging on some kind of leather sofa... Uh, in just his underwear, looking at a camera, and then they cut away before he says, why not buy these pants? Because, <laughs> because that would undercut the three-day shoot that went before it. Yeah, like, 
somebody's like writing down. They're like, look, what pro, what is this? Oh my, I need to be like that. And then they just scratch it out on the paper. They, they're crossing out gap. And when they hear him say, when they hear him say the gap. Yeah, exactly. You can't have that. The moment, and any commercial usually cuts to uh, text on screen as soon as you see him open his mouth as if to speak. It's an editor cheating as much as possible of him into it before anything noise comes out of his face. Yeah. It's like they're just saying there's nothing we can do with this guy. Could you imagine his manager like teeing up things? It's like, look, you're gonna, you're not gonna want him to like. They're looking at the script for the underwear commercial. And they're just like, right. trust me. Like when he's he's like at the other side of the conference room. It's just like. You're not going to want him to say these lines. You're just, just. Are you, are you sure? Because all we need is him to look in and say, you know, "Louis Vuitton jeans." We just need him to say that you don't want it. <laughs> but, but look, look at me. You don't want it. <laughs> you, th- are you, you, are you think you want it, and I know what you want. He can't give you that. Okay. It's yeah. It's not happening. So, so let's put him on a motorbike. <laughs> let's have him pull his jeans up, move the camera up to his face, and then cut. Yeah, let's just punch out. We, You come to America, John Oliver, and you choose to become a Mets fan. Yeah, yeah. What led to, like, what What did you see, like, a good game, and you're just like, that's my team? No, and then no. did no one tell you about the other games? No, that, that's what happened with football. I became a Jets fan because I went to, the first game I went to, was a friend of mine who's a Jets fan. I thought, okay, I'll support this team. And that year, the Giants won the Super Bowl. So he is single-handedly responsible for that kind of misery. The Mets I brought upon myself. And that was because the Yankees have a relationship with Manchester United, who are an English football team, who you know, I, I do not particularly appreciate. And so I knew I, could, that I couldn't bear that relationship. And also, I just don't think you can move to New York and choose the Yankees. I don't think that's, that's not really how life works. <laughs> or, or it is how life works. Well, you know who <laughs> does, shouldn't be. do you know who does things like that? People who no. don't, uh, don't tell people that the thing that they liked was, uh, that they think it was actually terrible. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the same logic. You think, well, I, I get a chance to pick a team. There's this thing which seems like it will give me such joy. Yeah. These guys are winners. Over the next year. These that's guys right. are, these guys are winners just like me. <laughs> I'm gonna... That's right. I'm going to walk in there with my head held high yeah. to watch men with their chest puffed out winning things. Yeah, I like winning. I'm a winner. These guys seem like they win a fair amount. I'm gonna. I'm joining the winners. Why? What? Like when you hear about like I'm a Kansas City Royals fan and they finally made the. It's like, well, if, to be and to be if you have your pick of any team, you don't have to pick the worst one like that. Yeah. There's no pride. There, like there's, there is a point to just not pick the worst one by default. Just reflexively. Well, which one frustrates you the most? Okay, the Royals, the Cubs. I guess one of these seems to fit my to fit what I see back in the mirror when I'm looking. Right. <laughs> I guess that's it, isn't it? It's, it's all about. It's all coming from inside you. If you look in the mirror and you see the Yankees, then good luck to you. But that's luck that you won't need because your life is going to be a breeze. Yeah, and Personally, it, it, yeah. I look in the mirror and I see David Wright. Not even, <laughs> not even David Wright. Not, not even him. I see 
Yeah, which Carlos Beltran, maybe. That's okay. That's who you see. In the old Beltran days. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, the Mets are, there's always next year and it's always hope. That's the, look, I, 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 I am a basketball fan primarily. Mm -hmm. And you'd think like in New York City, the New York Knicks are just the biggest group of losers. It's been 40, one, forty-two years now since they've won the the championship. I mean, that's a that's a it's that's a ridiculous streak for a team that's supposed to be the 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 mecca of basketball, the the right. Madison Square Garden. It's just like they haven't won since uh, like like you know uh, they're shooting the pilot for Happy Days at that point when the when the Knicks. They're just like, Gary Marshall's writing this thing called Happy Days and he's getting ready to go pitch it around town. And then he's on the TV in the corner, the Knicks are winning the championship. But I love, the thing I loved about the Knicks this year, and they haven't even done this right anymore, is that when they had J.R. Smith, what you have there is a basketball sociopath. Yes. That guy feels nothing. He does not, he does not understand disappointment in the crowd and he will launch shot upon shot and it's, it's not possible for him to feel guilt or shame and I, I've never laughed as hard at sport as the last time I saw him play there where he launched in I want to say triple coverage <laughs> he launched a hopeless shot with about nine seconds left on the clock yeah the crowd audibly groaned as it left his hand it missed by a fair distance, and he just smiled and ran back as if to say, I'll get him next time. Yeah, that's the shooter's mentality. It's just yeah. like, if that one didn't go in, the next one is going in. That's that's why I'm out on this floor, and you're watching me out on right. this floor. Because at some point, they are going to start going in. That's right. That's a level of self-confidence I find inexplicable. Now... You know, it's a funny thing that you do on, not, not a funny thing, one of the many funny things you do on, on last week tonight, which is on Sunday nights on HBO. It's, uh, mm-hmm. is, is your use of just names now. Like you, yeah. you just <laughs> dropping, like referring to pictures and, yeah. a, and just a, a, attributing names to those people yeah. in them. That that seems like to me that would be the most fun part of working on the show in in every aspect. It's so, it's so much fun. You can apply entire backstories to <laughs> the stock footage human being who appears over my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah well, like if one has a peanut allergy and I'm screaming at him, then sure, yeah, I'm going to scream at him and I'm going to call him Duncan because <laughs> why wouldn't I not address him by name? Yeah, you you called one guy who was like a successful college graduate or, or, or who was at a, a lawyer. You called him yeah. Declan. <laughs> you, yes. you started yelling at Declan. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think that the next stage because it's you're right, you're absolutely right. It's one of the happiest things that we do. The next stage is to start to bring them back. It may it may be in a few years' time. Declan is going to emerge in another scenario, and you're going to get a little glimpse into what happened to Declan. So we just need to juggle that. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's really funny when you guys do that. And 
I do this thing now. It's a new thing where I ask rapid fire questions of okay. people. And, uh, but the, 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 okay. Would you like to do this? Would sure. you? I'll, would you I'll, I'll do some rapid fire questions. Sure. And, mm-hmm. uh, people should know. Now, one, one other thing just about the British comedy thing. When you, do you find that the voice of Alan Partridge just hangs <laughs> in your head? All the, I mean, it hangs, it hangs on, look, I didn't grow up, it hangs on, in my head, all, all the time. I just hear him just go, ay, 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 ay. The one when he's like stretching, when he's doing, and he does that terrible song, Melting Pot. Yes. That, I maybe have watched that more than, than anything, watching him go, well, like, Take a pinch of white, man. <laughs> that, which, and that song was an actual hit, by the way. People should, it's one of the yep. all-time worst songs, this song, yep. Melting Pot. Oh my god, that is, that, it seems like a, a, another thing that is like meant to actually trigger a race war. Yeah, well he's, that's the thing about Alan Partridge. He's objectively funny, in that it's a really funny character with great jokes across it, but, I'll, I'm not sure that American audience quite understand how deep that character is. That is, I understand every aspect of that character. We've, uh, he is so, so profoundly English to his sad bones. <laughs> Just, it's, it's one of the great comedy characters. Oh, I, I, re- I look. I think that is that that character is in the the history of fiction. That just goes right up there with anything that's come before. And I hope he does Alan Partridge for the rest of his life. Steve oh, Kennedy. definitely. Yeah. Right yeah. from the start, though, when he was first on radio, when he was just a sports commentator, even then he had such sadness behind him. You constantly got glimpses into his broken marriage <laughs> in the awkward handoffs he'd have with Chris Morris. It's just, it is the perfect character, and it came out fully formed. Yeah, and then... Then they just pulled the. Then they just showed you the world that was always yeah. there, with it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I love it so. But I just, it just seems like I would be like a, not able to ever say anything if I was <laughs> in any way doing any announcing and had a, a British accent. I would just hear that all the time in my head. Well, that's that's how great a character was. He basically made it impossible to announce anything. You can't really introduce a thing in England anymore without it being undercut by that glorious man. <laughs> because, yeah, it is, it's my all-time favorite thing, except for last week tonight. <laughs> Sorry, Alan Partridge, you're in the, the number two slot. You sure. Get, you get the silver now. All right, let's do this rapid-fire questions, and then I'll let you get back to your uh, your busy uh, life. I'm sure you're getting ready to go. You're probably plotting going after someone. This, I'm sure there's some uh, sure. some corporation, I guess, it's it, a, that you're going it, to... It's less to do with that as it is just coming up with a list of names who seem applicable to the photographs over my shoulder. That's where we're spending most of our time So now. you're building them that way now. You're just like... Yeah. This guy looks like a lawyer. What what bad things do lawyers do? That's right. <laughs> you build around a face and a name. <laughs> that is. That's right. He looks like an Antonio. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what we can do with that. That is so funny. I 
I really do love the show so much, and I'm glad you guys are doing it and you're doing it the way you're doing it. It's really, it's awesome to see you use the, that the way the platform the way you use it. So, well, I, to make, that's the, that's the thing though. It's the beauty with HBO is they don't say anything. Mm-hmm. They don't do. They don't give you any notes other than like just giving you enough rope to either hang yourself or just have a big pile of rope. <laughs> you basically, if if you fail with them, it's kind of your fault, which is both intimidating and amazing. So yeah, we yeah I guess we we do every week like it's our last show, just because I can't quite believe we get to do you know genuinely and deeply whatever we want there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's great, and you guys are picked up for two more seasons, right? Is that yeah, yeah? So now you even have that much more. Now there's going to be. Now you can see the lull on the horizon. That's right. You can see the lull, or like in my head, I'm thinking, when does Declan have children? <laughs> All right, let's do this rapid fire questions with John Oliver. Okay. What's the dumbest purchase you've ever made? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Uh, the dumbest purchase. Oh, God. I've made so many dumb purchases. First one that comes to mind. Okay, it's probably... uh, It was probably a Family Guy Season 3 box set. Okay. All right. Without having Seasons 1 and 2. Yeah. I think we might close that question down (laughs) on this rapid-fire questions list. I think there's no other answer to it. Yep, pretty dumb. Question two, would you push Eric Clapton out of a hot air balloon or would you launch him into space? Uh, I think Clapton goes to space. Okay. You just ignore the man and listen to the solos. All right. What's the most popular movie you've never seen? Oof. Uh, I haven't seen any of the Captain America movies. Okay. They were pretty popular. Yes. Those are uh, I can't even... The most popular, like of all time popular. Yeah, like I've never seen Titanic, for example. <laughs> wow, you kind of close that down. I think I might. That's my Family Guy season three. Oh, I've never seen Avatar. Well, well, that's you the just beat of all time. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. yeah you win. You're winning all it the categories. Really bad. It looks really, really bad. It's terrible. You're watching yeah. it. And you finally think it's over, and there's another hour to go in it. That's You're like, what I figured. I, oh. There wasn't even a wave of curiosity that dragged me into it. There was no. Normally, there's a, an internal sense of shame that you're missing out on a cultural moment. No. I just felt cold. Not on. Not on this one. You 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 pegged it on that one. Uh, let's see. If you could have less of one emotion, what would it be? Ooh, um. Probably. Probably sadness. Okay. Don't take it all, though. All right. What's, what's the longest you've gone without sleeping? Two and a half days, probably. Okay. Yeah. If, if you were on the run, where would you hide? <laughs> I, I like that. Um, naturally, I would probably run towards a forest. Okay. Just reflexively just running toward the woods. Yeah. All right, well, enough with this nerd stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's oh. A, oh, is that, That's the question. That's an inflection up question? Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Okay. 
Who doesn't get their just desserts? Who doesn't get just now? Do you mean that in a good way or a bad way? However you want it to be interpreted. Um, I think I think Armando Inucci doesn't get his just desserts. Okay, as just because he he gets plenty of desserts, mm-hmm. but you have to understand that this was a guy in English comedy behind Alan Partridge. He kind of basically dominated English comedy for the last 20 years. Sure. Things would be very different if he was not around. Yeah. Be a lot more... uh... He gets a lot of desserts as well. That's what's so impressive. He gets lots of desserts, but he needs another one. Still not just desserts, though. No. Right. All right. Two more. What's the most embarrassing thing you've said to a celebrity? (laughs) That That was David Beckham. That was that it was unquestionably David Beckham. And what, and, what, what did you say? Well, because he was standing there, and I, I, there were friends of mine that were talking to him because they didn't care about him, and I care about him so very, very much that my heart was pounding, and all I knew was that he'd he was about to uh, move to play for AC Milan, and I said to him, in very, very quickly, blurting out in one breath, really, I think you're moving to Milan. I think that will be a very good move for you and your family. And I think bringing his family into it really, really yeah. creeps him out. Yeah, makes it seem like you're uh, like you're up to something. It really, really did. Yeah, yeah it was. And it, he was totally right. He was right to be unnerved. I handled it terribly, and it went as badly as I knew it would before I opened my mouth. <laughs> that is, that's awesome. One final one. Give yep. me something, John Oliver. That Huffington Post can do a headline of that you won't believe what John Oliver just said. Well, they can do. See, that's a false premise. That question. They can do a headline on anything. They can. They can sell nothing. They're, they're all, all, almost managing to get into philosophical quandary territories <laughs> at the moment because they, they can clickbait the, the concept of a void. Yeah. So you're saying you've already answered that question i think the whole world has already answered that question there is things are happening every second that they could make a headline out of because nothing is happening every second so if i told you please give me something and you won't believe what he said next there's no answer <laughs> You've done it. you just let that hang in the air yeah all right that's a fair there's no there's no wrong answer to that there is no there's look Half of these questions are traps, and I'm waiting. You're the first person to kind of, you're the first person to realize that. So, uh. Huffington Post are really just doing nothing more than chronicling the gradual passage of time. Yeah. It's like a hundred years ago, it would have, it was whittling. <laughs> That's right. That is, it's electronic whittling. Yeah. Watch this whittler. You'll never believe what this whittler did. Next. Watch this old man whittle. I guess that's true. I don't know what part of the yeah. stick he whittled. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's that's our point. This whittler, and it's always like the reactions they have to these things, like, well, you guys are easily moved by things. That's yeah. right. This whittle stick doesn't look like it used to now. Yeah. This it whittle, doesn't look yeah. like this anymore. Yeah. This whittling video is the best thing we've seen all year. What? But, but it was like... Watch this cat. It's the best thing we've seen 
in our life. Well, okay, mm-hmm. the, really, the best thing in your life is watching a, a cat uh, cat uh, climb a curtain. All right. Yeah. The, the, you've, the problem is you've engaged and given a thought to what they've done there. Yes. And uh, they've already moved on. They they uh, they win. They win again. You did it again, Huffington Post. <laughs> again, time time stood still. Yeah. You stood watching it. They've already moved on. Yes. And now they... they're saying this alligator in a wig will make you wish you'd never been born. <laughs> and if you even engage in the logic of that, you've missed it. Look, his chicken in sandals. It's <laughs> perfect. And you're you're just. And then suddenly you realize you're in a hospital bed dying of natural causes. That's right. And it's it's over. And then you die. And you look at it, the first thing you see is a computer screen. It's like, watch this old man die. You'll never believe what happens next. <laughs> You'll never next. believe what this old man does next. <laughs> if it die, click on it. Click yeah. on it. Oh, my We're God. We're not telling you. Oh, this is, this is the most depressing thing I've ever heard. I can't think about any of this. Well, John, John Oliver, thank you so much for, for calling. And I, I, it was great to talk to you. And uh, I hope to talk to you more. Definitely. Thanks so much, All Tom. Right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, right. buddy. Okay. Bye. How was that, Mike? Fun, right? Fun, a fun time, right? Very lively. He's funny. I told you he was funny, Mike. You gotta hear Mike throwing the guests. Man, this guy. You can't please him. No, Mike. Mike would have rather I. Bumped John Oliver to talk to his uh, Grateful Dead loving friend about how he couldn't get into a concert. Guys, you know I love music, right? Well, there's an album I want to tell you all about. It's uh, by uh, Colleen Green. Hot stuff, man. Let's check it out. The album's called I Want to Grow Up, and this song is called TV. TV is my friend, and it has been with me every day. Oh, 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 how about that? That's good stuff, man. Colleen Green. On Hardly Art Records. The album's called I Wanna Grow Up. And that song was called TV. This album's really good. The phone number Nobody's told me about Chappie yet. Whether he gets mowed down. Can someone just tell me whether Chappie gets mowed down or not in the movie Chappie? I don't think I can... I, I, look, there's a, there's a bunch of things that are going to keep me from seeing Chappie. Hurdle number one is, does Chappie get mowed down? Somebody had to have seen Chappie this past weekend, right? Just tell me. Yay or nay? Does Chappie get mowed down? That's all I want to know. 
Best show, you're on the air. Nope, sorry, hold on. Best show, you're on the air. Uh, good evening, Tom. Hi, who's this? This is Brian in Glendale, California. Brian, what's going on tonight? Uh, I have one for the topic from a few weeks ago, if you'll allow it. You know what? I will allow it for you, but I'm going to say this right now. As part of my new Keep It Lively thing, <laughs> after one week, topics are expired. Oh. You're the last one to get through with a previous uh, topic from a previous show. What 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 topic did you have uh, something for? Well, first of all, thank you. Secondly, um, I have, yes, it's from the uh, the celebrity turf out file. All right. What do you, what happened to you, young man? Uh, I had the extreme pleasure a few weeks ago of performing live uh, with Tim Heidecker on the On Cinema Oscar special. Okay. I played the drums. And it was supposed to be me and Tim and Mike Huckabee, but Huckabee was a no-show. Uh, what happened was, um, it actually had to do with Greg. I, I'm a big fan of the show, and uh, I know well enough not to approach uh, somebody who's about to go on stage or in front of the camera. Uh, but I had a moment before the show started um, where I was, I was talking to Greg about movies, and he, of course he loves movies. Uh, I was in a movie when I was a young man um, in 1994. And you know how he, uh, you've, you've seen the show, he, he, mm -hmm. he did that uh, 501 movies in 501 days. Mm -hmm. I was hoping that um, maybe that was one of them, the one that I was in. And um, I, I had brought him a gift and was, uh, you know, I'd asked him, hey, have you heard of this movie? Have you seen it? Maybe it was part of the 501. And he was very polite, of course. He just kind of gave me a blank stare and... No, he hadn't heard of it, and uh, I, 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 there was a lot of uncomfortable squirming yeah. on my part. Because you, point. you for some reason, Gre uh, Greg uh, Turkington watched five hundred and one movies in five hundred and one day, five hundred and one days. You well, assumed that what there are only six hundred movies in existence. That the odds were pretty good that one of that the movie you were in was one of the five hundred and one he watched. Well, I agree with you. That, that's a leap. But I thought maybe as a film expert, maybe he had heard it, heard of it. Um, I, it was a shot in the dark. And what's it called? Uh, what's the movie called? Oh, I don't know if I should say. Well, goodbye then. I don't... Geez, I don't know if I should say. Yeah, why Why would you say? That would make an interesting call. What, is this guy running for office? Sorry, Senator. Yeah, you know, I don't want that. I don't want you giving your, can, your, your, your opposition any... any uh, fodder for the for the uh, upcoming debates goodbye i don't know if i should say jeepers creepers man besho you're on the air hey tom how are you doing good who's this this is brendan from sarnia ontario okay why are you talking like so that brendan oh sorry tom um, i was just telling mike that i was with my uh, my metal band recording an album just walking home best show you're on the air hey tom what's up it's ian from Washington, kentucky okay uh, and everyone calls me mosley though so if you could, if you could call me mosley that would be awesome just so we best show you're on the air hey tom larry 
Larry the Perv. What's up, Larry? Hey, doing it. It's always a delight to hit Mr. Oliver there. What's that? Always a delight to hear Mr. Oliver Dare. It was a delight to hear Mr. Oliver Dare. Yeah. To make you feel more at ease, would you feel that it would be preferable for me to speak in a British accent there for you? No. That's all right, Larry. Okay, no worries. What's up, buddy? Give me the hot stuff. What's the hot hot tip? (laughs) Uh, Never mind it. So uh, there was this one play that has uh, been going viral on the internet there with uh, Mr. Steph Curry. Have you seen it there, the three-pointer? Yeah, I did. I saw it. What are your thoughts? That was a good play. He knew the shot was going in, so he, he uh, ran away. And your thoughts on him, uh, Steve Curry? No, I can't. What, 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 what? Suddenly the show turned into, what am I, uh, uh, Skip Bayless all of a sudden? Best show, you're on the air. Hey, it's Dave. Dave, how are you, Dave? Dave from Knoxville. I'm, yeah, how you doing? I'm doing all right. What's up, Dave? It's good to hear uh, from you. Not much. You just buzzed through a lot of uh, calls. I thought I was going to be a hole for a while. Oh, we're burning. We're burning hot, man. Burning hot. You know what I'd like to, what I'd like to see on the show? What's that? A call between LDP and LJP. Lisa Jane Persky and, and Larry DePerv. A conversation between right. the two. That sounds like, uh, sounds like you're doing some Rocky uh, Balboa-styled... Uh, fantasizing about uh about like that sounds like a, a simulation call yeah, absolutely that, sure that call simulation's got people talking how you been man i'm doing all right what's going on with you not much uh i was uh still a thrill to meet you last summer you're a lot taller than i thought yeah i'm tall my man and your vo- and your voice is pitched a little higher than i expected what my voice is pitched higher. What? Oh, Dave. It's a modulator. Oh, I got it. I don't worry. Uh, I got it. I got it. I've been off for over a year, you know. Look, you're working your way back in shape, right? Yeah, trying to. Trying right, to. right now you're on the uh, elliptical. You're on uh, level one on the elliptical. And you're like, ow, ow, ow. Right? Level one for life. But soon, you'll be on level 20, cranking that oh. thing, and everyone in the gym can't believe what they're seeing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. That sounds yeah. like the ultimate cop-out. We'll see yeah. how it goes. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm happy to hear from you, buddy. I'm excited you're back on the air. No, no, I'm not supposed to say that, but uh, it was a surprise to me last week, so I thought I'd call in immediately. Yeah, we're here. Best show's here. It's strong. We're trying. All right. We're trying. I'll get funnier and call back later. Look, I I just wanted to hear the sound of your voice. That's enough Uh, to sustain me for uh, an entire uh, week. You're a sweetheart. Thanks so much. All right, buddy. You take care of yourself. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Good guy. Good guy. Best show. You're on the air. Yeah, it's you. Hey, Tom. This is Jefferson from Texas. Jefferson, what's up? Uh, not much. Great show tonight, Tom. Big W. Uh, I wanted to ask if you'd heard about this movie, Roar, starring Tippi Hedren. Roar? Yeah, it's just apparently it's this crazy movie where Tippi Hedren and her dumb husband 
lived with actual lions. Lions, yeah. I've seen, I've, I've seen pictures of the family hanging out with lions. Yeah, there's an awesome article uh, on Badass Digest about it with the trailer, and they're about to release it. Uh, Draft House Films is about to release it in theaters. This movie looks insane. Well, Jefferton. Is it Jefferton? No, my name is Justin, but you, you christened me Jefferson Jefferson. first yes. call. Well, Jefferton, I'm going <laughs> to check this movie out. i got to see this trailer. I can't give you that much right now because I don't know what the what the what with it. I ain't got nothing. It's apparently uh, 70 members of the crew. Like, there were seven, 70 attacks of the crew. Uh, Melanie Griffith, who was also in the movie, got mauled by a lion. They had to get 100 stitches and reconstructive surgery. Yeah, that's, 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 that's uh, Tippi Hedren's daughter. Yeah, it's insane, man. Like, and the, the, the trailer is like just a, a, a fever dream of tension. Well, look, Jefferton, i got to say this. Your call is a weird one tonight. Because yeah, I'm so, uh, um, no, no, no! Just hear me out. Hear no, me. I deserve. Hey, this. I deserve. Hey, this. hear me out. Of course. Your call stinks tonight, <laughs> but you've intrigued me with this movie. You've hyped this movie to where now I'm going to go watch this trailer. So your call has succeeded and failed simultaneously. <laughs> that's wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but that that sums me up, kind of. Well. It happens, man. You did it. <laughs> yay? Yay. I'm going to give you a yay. Oh, fantastic. But, but then you know what I'm going to do to you next? i got to get out of here. Why? Well, I'd, I've overstayed the welcome. What would happen if you overstay your welcome on the show? I'll get gumped. Sometimes you just get hung up on silently. You don't get gomped. You just fade into the distance. You fade away. Best show, you're on the air. What you were, I could not hear what you were playing. Oh, man. Mike will know. Could you recognize that, Mike? Mike says he could tell it was the dead, but he doesn't know what song. Well. Yeah. He didn't know. Oh, man. That was November 2478. You couldn't pick, you couldn't pinpoint that one, Mike? Mike said he knew it was 78. Oh, does he know the venue? Because it's in New Jersey. He said Burn Arena. Capital Theater, yeah. man, to say it. Yeah. It's a Capital Theater, Mike. I knew that. That was estimated profit. What was that? 
Estimated Profit. That's the name of the song? Uh, duh. Oh, well, look. Like a way too long album, much? It don't sound like you do. <laughs> it, don't, it don't sound like I do, because I don't. Well, oh, man. it's been it's been so long since we've talked. What? No, it isn't. We talked last week. We talked last week. Yeah, and the week before that, and the week before, like months before that, every week we talked, man. Like last week, I joined in on the Joe show. You what? I joined in on the Joe show. You were doing Joe Namath and Joe Walton, and I was doing Joe Biden. You were doing Joe Biden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, remember it went like this: is like, um, oh man, I can I can do these imitations really well. Hang on. Um, I, you know, it's football, and and I, uh, guys, I think we should try to go out there and play the best that we can play. And uh, and score as many touchdowns as we can. Our coach is going to have our heights. Oh yeah, man! Have you seen my guitar, man? Oh, <laughs> uh, guys, the president is bummed at me because I was doing V pits behind uh, behind him during the State of the Union address. V pits. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? <laughs> that I gotta say, it was be- that was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, you never heard of V-Pits, have you? I've never heard of V-Pits. That's because I made it up. Uh-huh. Well, I guess yeah. that's... But I guess you saw something that fit the the Joe Biden uh, character or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because he sits behind the president during those speeches. He does sit behind the president during those speeches. He could be doing anything back there, right? Uh, you know, I guess so. I guess Remember back when, back when, when Spiro Agnew was vice president, he was back there changing the oil on a lawnmower. During a State of the Union? Yeah, Nixon was talking. So Nixon's talking and Spiro Agnew is changing the oil for on a lawnmower. Yeah, he had a small engine repair business to make extra money when he was vice president. I've, ne- I've never heard that. It cracked. You, you should be opening history book. I've done my research. Now you do yours. I've, you've done, sure. I guess it's up to me to disprove that. That's you know. Right. Well, one, one thing, I, one thing I can uh, disprove is that you were not talking to me. Uh, you were talking to my brother Ron. Really? Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's neat. He, he, he won a comedy award. I heard. I heard that he won a comedy, a Newbridge Comedy Award. Yeah. 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 Well, that was my brother Ron. He's got a show which is called Big Brother Ron's Real The Best Show. Not that rolls off the tongue, don't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was talking to him the whole time. Yeah. Oh man. That's embarrassing for both of us. More for you, though. It's embarrassing. More embarrassing for me. Yeah. How's it more embarrassing for me? Well, because he's got those hot ratings now, and he's dating those those actresses. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. He's dating those 
hot. He's got hot ratings. Okay. You've never heard of hot ratings. I've, ne- I've never heard of no. I've never heard of hot ratings. Yeah, the Billboard chart, they have a special issue that not everybody can get because it's it's the it's the hot numbers, the hot ratings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I did not. Uh, <laughs> I've never participated in any of that stuff. Okay, well, that's neither here nor there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither here nor uh, <laughs> there. Which, again, I don't know how that became a, a catch phrase or like in the culture neither here comma nora there yeah it's when you're consoling a woman named nora you're like come here nora pat her on the head there i don't know why you'd pat someone on the head to console them but that's maybe that's how i don't you, know i guess that's how you console people i mean can we go Really, really important now. Yeah, well, yeah. What, what's what? What do you want to talk about, Bryce? I need you to get me into one of those dead reunion shows in Chicago in July. Uh, they they sold out these shows. You know, we were talking about it a little earlier. They sold out. The tickets are selling for like five figures. I know, man. It, it, it's not good for for you know for the people that uh, that don't have any money. Luckily, I'm rich. Okay, I didn't know you were rich. Oh yeah, I inherited like a billion dollars from my dad. A, a billion? Yeah, I've always been rich. Didn't I tell you that? I, you know what? I don't remember. It's been a while oh. since we've spoken. Oh man, well. Anyway, I need you to help pull some strings to get me up on stage. To get you on stage? So it's not enough to be at the show? No! What What on earth would you do on stage? Well, I gotta get up on stage with the dead so I can get them all to do hits off of my new bong, Sergeant Hulka. Sergeant Hulka is the name of your bong? Yes. Uh-huh. It's shaped, it's shaped just like Sergeant Hulka, the same height, too, as Warren Oates. Yeah, Sergeant Hulka was the character Warren Oates played in Stripes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll never guess what it says when you do a power hit on it. When you do a power hit on the bong? Yeah, I rigged it up so it actually says something. Uh, you know, stripes quotes are not my thing. Wait, what? Oh, oh. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? That was that sounded awful in my headphones. No, it's not in your headphones. Oh man, it's like I'm inside your head. I'm going to f with you in there. Oh. Hey, man. Hey, Tom's brain. <laughs> Stop that! I don't like this. This is this is Tom's brain on me. Oh, I'm not oh, a man. fan of this, Bryce. Well, I, I'll tell you what. What Sergeant Hulk of the Bong says when I do a power hit off of it. What's that? It go, I go, and then it goes. I don't know what kind of stuff you guys pulled at graduation. That's what the bong says when... Oh. Only the second greatest line in the history of cinema. Uh-huh. 
what would be the first? We'd like to send out a mailer. From National Lampoon's Vacation. I've never heard anyone use the exact title of it before. Yeah, it's National Lampoon's Vacation. What do you call that movie, um, oh, what's it called? Van Helsing, what's it called? It's called National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Yeah, I think it might even be National Lampoon presents Van Wilder. Oh man. Yeah, I I don't talk about Van Wilder a whole lot, Bryce. You sure don't. You're not enough. Hey man, speaking of music, we're talking about the dead. Yeah. I've been trying to find this one BG song, man. Maybe you can help. Okay. It goes something like this. The verse goes like this. We were doing cocaine all night, and everything was feeling all right, bitch. But when morning came, you left my rail down the drain because you thought that you heard the cops. I think it's one of Morris's songs. I've never heard a BG song about someone flushing rails down the down the drain because they think the cops are coming. Must be on spirits having flown. I, I, I don't think that's a Bee Gees song. Well, the chorus goes something like this: "You got the music in me now. Let me put it right into you." Ew. Ugh. That's kind of baldy for those guys, right? What's that? Kind of baldy for those guys. Yeah, it is. That's a little baldy for the for the Bee Gees. That it sure is. Yeah. Oh, no! What? Oh, what? What happened? Oh, man. What? What's wrong? I, I spilled bottle water all over my wedding suit. Over your wedding suit? Yeah. Wait, when are you getting married? 11.55? Why? 11.55 tonight? Yes. So, in like an hour, you're getting married? Uh-huh. Well... Who gets married at at eleven fifty five p.m. on a Tuesday? And I guess even that should not be the first thing I'm at. I should have asked. The first thing I should ask is, who are, on earth are you marrying? Well, that's a two part question, so I'll take them as they came. Okay. Sure. One. Who who gets married at eleven fifty five p.m.? Yeah. On a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Serious crippler fanatics who left the faith ethically while they wait for it to be Phil's birthday at midnight. Phil's birthday is Phil who? Phil Lesh? Yeah, man. From You're the, halfway in the Phil zone. From the Grateful Dead. Yeah. It's his birthday at midnight. Yeah. Uh-huh. And secondly, who am I marrying? Yeah. Sheila Larson. Why? Well, okay, you, Sheila Larson. By all accounts, she's a very nice woman. I so I think that's. I, I just hope the two of you are happy. I guess that's all I can wish for anybody getting married. That was the fakest well wish I've uh, ever heard. It, it's pretty fake, I'll admit. You you Why? you caught you caught me. I just don't know. I just feel a little suspicious of you getting married this late at night. It's just, it, it doesn't sound very balanced, Bryce. 
maybe you don't sound very balanced, Bryce. No, wait, you're not Bryce. No, I'm not Bryce. You're supposed to say that. Mm. You're supposed to say Tom in place of where you said Bryce. Oh, jeez. What? My teacher, teacher, teacher here. Oh. I'm your teacher? Uh, you think you are, but you're really not. Well, I think we can all learn about things. If you make a mistake, there's nothing wrong with somebody talking. It doesn't mean I'm trying to be a teacher. Wait, what is that? It's a horn? What was that? Is that a horn? It was two horns. Two horns. <laughs> okay. I mean, are you, uh, is this wedding related? It's like, are you heading off to go get married? Oh, no. No, I made all that up. You made what up? All of it. All, all I'm what? Getting married. You're not getting married. Oh, great. No. Uh huh. I don't know. But it'd be cool to spin a yarn on your ass. So you spun a yarn. Uh, okay. You almost said it. <laughs> I almost said it. Yeah, you're right. You almost got me, but I didn't. I didn't know. It would be like if I called myself Tom on a like I was arguing with myself, like you just did. But I caught myself. Who who is honking? Nobody. Nobody's honking. Well, what is no. that? What is that honking I'm hearing? My bong has two horns. Oh, your bong has two horns. How do you have two? He's not there. He hung up. Oh my god. That's crazy. That is just... His bong has two horns. What do you think of that, Mike? Maybe the two of you can go to the dead show. Was he lying? He's probably lying about having a billion dollars also. I'm assuming that must have not been true as well. All right, who's good here, Mike? Is it all dudes? Come on. I'm tired of these dudes. No offense, dudes. Dudes, I love you. All right, let's see. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom? Yes. Hi, how you doing? What's going on? How are you feeling tonight? I'm doing all right. Why do you ask? Um, I, I just left. Um, before I get to my point, I just left the Ranger Islander game, and it was very. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Best show. You're on the air. Tom. Yeah. This is O'Neill from Orlando. O'Neill from Orlando. What's up, O'Neill? Once dubbed the worst caller ever. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great. It's good to hear you back on the air. Well, thank you, my I, friend. I heard you're talking about bongs. Well, 
the caller was, Bryce. Oh, I was going to uh, talk about gravity bongs. What's a gravity bong? It's when it's when you're desperate enough to uh, uh, when you have you need a device to smoke from mm-hmm. and you don't have one. And Wait, hold on a second. Liter- I actually called you the worst caller in best show history. Yes. What was I thinking? Um, I don't know. I was talking about um, some uh, major league baseball playoffs and. We got onto some subject about wouldn't it be cool if uh, you could put. Uh... Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, it's Christina in Massachusetts, Queens. How are you? Christina, how are you? I'm great. How have you been? I haven't seen you in such a long time. It's been so sad. It's been a while. I know. I'm, I'm going to miss cooking for you this year, but I know. that's okay. I know. That's okay. You, Christina, you did so much great. Prepared so many great meals during the... Oh, you're well, sweet to say that. Well, during the WFMU Marathon, which is going on right now, everybody. The WFMU I know. Marathon. I'm, I'm going to be there tomorrow making lunch. People should uh, uh, listen, and they should support WFMU, Freeform mm-hmm. Station, which housed the best show forever, 13-plus years. you got to support WFMU during the marathon. It's over at uh, WFMU.org. But you're going to be cooking food for everybody yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going I'm to make some lunch tomorrow. I couldn't do a night shift because I'm back in school now. But um, I, uh, I decided I would use some vacation time that I had to use or I would lose it mm-hmm. to, uh, to go down tomorrow and take care of that. Good. you got to use that vacation time. Because oh why would God. you lose? How can you lose? Isn't that the most no, painful thing on earth? Like, they count it as, like, part of your compensation, and if you don't use it in the right fiscal year, and blah, 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 who cares? But whatever. It's like, so I had a bunch of vacation time coming, so I'm going to go do something nice, I hope. We'll see. Good. We'll I, see. I think it's awesome. Thank you. So I wanted to tell you about um, a very ridiculous thing that I saw yesterday, because you and I have a history of talking about the ridiculousness of Spanish television in this country. I I love Spanish television. I don't speak Spanish. Right. I, I it's something I've for a long time planned on learning and I still haven't done it. I should There's learn still time. I should learn Spanish, right? There's still time. You, you know you would you're not I'm not going to say you're missing out, but I am going to say that it would expand your horizons a little bit. And you would you would gain some some insights onto culture that Maybe you wouldn't have if you only speak English. Sure. No, I I think it's a it's, it's something I definitely want to do. Do you think will I enjoy the major world commercials more or less if I oh. know Spanish? Hmm, that's a tough one because I think there's a part of those commercials that involves kind of a cultural literacy beyond just knowing the language. Okay. And for the for people who aren't familiar, there's a car dealership in. Is it in uh, Astoria? Maybe is it somewhere? Uh, in Queens? Yeah, it's it's like Long Island City, Astoria, like yeah. over there on Northern Boulevard. It's a major it's, world. It's a car dealership called Major World, and they run these commercials on uh, Univision. These half hour infomercials, <laughs> and basically, it's this guy and this woman, and the two of them are basically just. I guess the only way to explain it is that they're in a 
parking lot in in the car dealership and they're just screaming about cars for a half hour straight. So the ones on the radio have usually like a reggaeton or some kind of merengue soundtrack because they kind of have to go along with whatever it is that the DJ is playing at the time. And then they're always kind of also toting that if you go up, if you go to the showroom, you can get like a free meal from their buffet. Hold so on. So there's there's a they have a buffet at Major so, World. This car yeah, dealership. So sometimes, sometimes you can get a buffet lunch like on the weekend if you go on a Saturday or a Sunday. Oh my god! And enjoy enjoy the buffet luncheon if you're there to buy a car. I might end up. If I went there, I would end up. They, I would end up with a car. They would like. I would end up just trying to make the guy from the Major World commercial happy, and the woman from the Major World commercial, and I would end up buying a car. And then, and then, an hour later, I'm driving home in my brand new car, which I didn't want, and I'm pulling over on the BQE, throwing up from the buffet, which I'm sure has been at, sitting out all day. Is there like a, uh, there's probably like a sad heat lamp or a steamer tray. It's probably like a sterno tray yeah. with like the little blue flame underneath. Yes. And now I'm supposed to hope that the guy from the Major World commercial is keeping the food uh, fresh. I'm hoping that. Right. Oh, Major World. Right. I I want to go there. I never can go there. I will buy a car from that guy. That guy. When. When we went to buy our car, Matt walked up and down, Matt's my husband, Matt walked up and down like Northern Boulevard to all the different dealers, and he knew kind of what he wanted, and he didn't go to Major World, he hadn't planned on going to Major World, but every single dealer he went to was like, don't go to Major World, don't go to Major World, just whatever you do, don't go there. Why? Are they all, is Major World just the, 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 the king? They've got they've got kind of like a Ponzi loner triangle scheme about the way that they buy and sell cars. So um, there's a lot of shady yeah. shady dealings around the way that they kind of finance the cars that I've heard some not favorable. Alleg- allegedly, about, so allegedly, 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 I, allegedly. I don't I want the major on- world guy coming after me with a oh, no, shove my face. He'll yell at you in Spanish for half an hour. Or he'll shove my face into a a sterno uh, flame. (laughs) So I've heard heard allegedly some not favorable things about their financing. I'll end up with Major Burns (laughs) for what you said about Major World. Um, I'll be like, no, look for Christina. I don't know that these things are true. Her name was Christina. Don't play no, me. I'm not. I'm not going to slander no. the, the nice people and their nice food that never got anybody sick ever because that's that's never happened. Sure. Now, what did you Fine. see on on Spanish television? So, well, yesterday was Walter Mercado's birthday, and I don't know if you know who that is. He's I, I, a I very famous Puerto Rican astrologer. Okay. And yesterday he turned eighty. All right. And he's part of the Psychic Friends Network. So he's he's been around for a very long time. Wait, that's still and going? The Psychic Friends Network? Apparently. Wasn't that like Dionne Warwick? Was like Yes, the, and Miss Cleo. And Miss Cleo, yeah. The Psychic Friends Network. Yes. I got it. So, 
How so am I not ripping people? Why don't I just use this show to start ripping people off? You know what I mean? <laughs> Why do I not have some line where it's just like, call the thing and get uh, AP Mike's uh, beer reviews or whatever? Yeah, I give well, that- Coors Light four stars. Yeah, no kidding. Well, that was the whole thing about this. So, so as I was kind of like seeing some of the news in the Latin media about Walter Mercado's birthday, I found this article that points to his own dating site that he set up last year. So he now has he now has kind of like a like a matching site for people who are you know fans of his of, of astrology, and you can go on there and make a profile. And try to match yourself up with other people who are on this website who have, um, like, astrological signs that are compatible with yours. So, so this, people are saying, I'm looking for love in my life. Right. I think I'm going to turn to this 80-year-old astrologer Yes. to help yes. pair me with somebody. Yes. And... Once you go on the site, it, you know, it, there's tiered pricing, like all of those things. And, you know, the longer you subscribe for, the less it costs per month. And there's a basic membership in the whole nine yards. But it, as I was going through some of the screen grabs of the site, it's like, so you sign up. And first of all, everybody's profile is mostly their horoscope. So it starts out with, like, your, you know, everybody's profile is roughly the same, except for some key details, like, names and maybe some pictures. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is that it matches you up also with compatible products from his online store. All right. That sounds so. so. Right. So there's like soap and candles and like moisturizers and that kind of thing. But you can only buy the online store things with his own like online Walter money. So you have to like convert your currency into some like Walter money and then you can use that to buy some of the stuff on the website. So you need to get Mercado bucks. Yeah, basically. Before you can Yeah, that sounds like uh the, what's this guy running a, a quarry uh, in the turn of the century? Sounds like a mining town. What they... was the name of the boss on the Flintstones? Mr. Slate? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mr. Slate. Walter Mercado, the new Mr. Slate. Did he pay? Wait, he didn't pay uh, Fred Flintstone in, in, in... Fred Flintstone was not like an indentured servant to that quarry, was he? No, not really. But that's, that's, I feel like that's more like a Jetson, Mr. Spacely kind of relationship. You know, I feel bad for the animals. It's a living, really. <laughs> you sure? That's a living. All you're doing is... Pecking away and writing in this stone tablet, you're right. Like, is that a living? Not much of a living. No, not at all. But in any event, the absurdity of it all was just like I got to tell Tom about this. I really do. Oh, Walter Merck. So, if you're out there, you're looking for love. Go. You can go on Walter's website. (laughs) So, (laughs) So you can't. So. Here's the here's the gist of this phone call, Christina. You yeah. you're down talking Major World, yeah. but, but you're also simultaneously promoting Walter Mercado's dating site. 
I wouldn't say I'm promoting. More like it's a window on the absurdity uh-huh. of the Latino experience. I think you've got an agenda, and you <laughs> just made ten thousand dollars, and in Mer- you just got ten thousand dollars in Mercado bucks <laughs> sent wired to you right now. Oh please! So <laughs> not happening anytime soon. Well, Christina, this was a great call. I appreciate it, and you call yes. anytime you like. And well, thanks. Say hi to Matt. I will. And I'll have fun at WFMU during the marathon. And whose shows are you going to be there for? You know, I love FMU so much, I don't even know. I just signed up for the day that I was free. Well, that is spectacular. I appreciate it. Have Thank a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Yeah, people should go, and WFMU is doing the marathon now. So uh, go to WFMU.org and uh, show your support. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom? Yeah. Hi, this is Corey from Long Island. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing doing good. What's up, Corey? Um, I, before I got to my point, I just wanted to... I have a, a point about um, Mark Cuban being the president in Sharknado 3. But I was just curious if you were wondering to talk about how you got your role. These guys are... What is this? Where are they coming from? Calls are terrible. Do, 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 do. Do, do. Do, do. Do, 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 Hey, Mike! Mike! Get in here! Me! I'm back. I'm back on the radio. Waiting for Ray B. Mike. Hey, Mike. Mike. Mickey. What's going? Can I What's call you Mickey? Can I call you Mickey? You can't. What's that, Mickey? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh boy! Sorry, the phones were getting busy out there. Like sleep aid. Yeah, Mike and X <laughs> having a hard time sleeping. Not not lately. No, I'm good. No, I'm doing a commercial. Okay. <laughs> if you're having a hard time sleeping, take Mike and X. You know what it is? No. You talking? All right. Oh boy. Liven it up, champ. Come on. Right. Pick it up. Up to. What's on your mind, Gary? It's been a rough time. Oh, what's going on? I know I've been away for a while. Yeah. I thought you'd never see me again. I kind of was looking forward to that. No, that's charming. <laughs> I was gone. Uh-huh. I was in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. <coughs> L.A. Got a cough? Yeah. How's <laughs> <coughs> uh-huh. in L.A.? You know why? No. To make it big. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Guess what happens? No. Guess what happens? I don't know. I didn't. Uh-oh. My agent, mm-hmm. Milt Gorman, uh-huh. I went out there, 
Never been to his office before? <laughs> you know what turns out he works out of? I don't know. A Panda Express! <laughs> You got one of those in Bayonne. It was him in a la- it was him with the laptop <laughs> in a Panda Express. <laughs> He's like, "What do you want, Gary? You want two, t- two things and a side?" <laughs> like I thought this was a big office. Uh-huh. I thought it was gonna be like an entourage. It wasn't. He put me up for a movie. I didn't get it. No. Nope. Zool- Zoolander 2. Zoolander 2. I didn't get it. Uh-huh. I got beat out. Who beat? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. <laughs> he beat me out. I thought I was going to play Zoolander 2. Uh, okay. I thought I'd play, like, T-O-O. Uh-huh. Like, he could play Zoolander. I'm Zoolander 2. <laughs> Where's Buddy? Okay, I say, yeah. Zoolander Jr. All right. And then I pitched the movie. Guess how many people bought it? I'm thinking zero. Yeah, zero. <laughs> I was going to make a movie, a car movie, mm-hmm. with me driving cars. Yeah. How could they pass on that? I don't know, but they did. <laughs> they sure did. Sort of like a Nightcrawler too. What? I no. does a lot of driving in no, this was No, this was an action movie. Oh, okay. You know what it's called? No. Or it was called, since we're not making it. The Fast and the Furriest! <laughs> yeah, I get it. Get it? Yeah, it's a takeoff. Furriest! Furry, yeah. Not Furious. Yeah. Those They make those already. Yeah. Yeah. So he went, to, went back to see Milt? To, like, tell him... That the trip was a bust? He was behind the counter! He works at the Panda Express! He was working there! Uh-huh. His name tag didn't even say Milt on it now! Uh-huh. I don't know who this guy is! <laughs> he's, so got an, he's got an alias, huh? I'm back! Okay. I'm back, Mike. Uh-huh. You can't shake me. Good news, right? Yeah. Real you thought good. you'd never see me again. Real good news. I thought I was done. Yeah. Done, I tell you. Done. But here I am. Oh, Lord. Stuck in Bayonne again. (laughs) If I only had a dollar for every time I sung. Every time I stood there while A.P. Mike got drunk. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That sounds good. That sounds good, Gary. You know I'll take the next train out of this godforsaken dump. Oh, Lord, stuck in Bayonne again. Uh-huh. But I don't live in Bayonne. Uh-huh. I'm back in Highland Park. Highland Park. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who's back with me? Vance! Vance. His wife threw him out! <laughs> we thought we had it figured out. We didn't. Uh-huh. I was going to be a movie star. He was hanging out with Tony Banks from Genesis. That was a short marriage for Vance, right? Like, he, like eight, eight months. Eight months. 
He didn't make a year. No. Uh. Flamed out. <laughs> the two of us are back in Highland Park. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. It happens. I'm going to bounce back. I'm going to show y'all. The squirrel is on the rebound. And Mike, tonight, yeah. I will flip the script. <laughs> flip the what? The script. <laughs> when did you start rolling your R's? Because <laughs> I am an actor. Okay. All right. What light shines? Uh, what is the next uh-huh. line? Line. I'm not sure. What light shines through yonder window breaks? Maybe that's why I didn't get any work. <laughs> Maybe I stink. <laughs> yeah. But tonight, I shall flip the script. And I shall be the one <laughs> to beat feet. Okay. Wow. Fare thee well, Mike. Fare thee well. As I beat feet. Okay. One foot at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the first time I ever tried to make eye contact uh, with Gary through the entire uh, exchange. You you did it. It it was odd. He's gone. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone, Mike. Okay. Well, I guess I'll... uh, Steal myself for more. You'll just pray. It Gary, seems like he's back. Carry interludes. I don't know what to tell you. I know you hoped it was over. <laughs> I did. You know. Honestly, but suddenly. I, I thought that error had passed. Look at Wally Wackyman here on Twitter. Okay, a pretty tolerable appearance for a change. This guy can't <laughs> can't stop fanning the flames, man. He's criticizing Gary? Yeah. Okay. Can't stop fanning the flames. <laughs> Wally doesn't know he's not coming out of that bag for 22 years. <laughs> I guess he's always seen him as a competitor. He's going to come out of that bag and be like AI. 4,000 years later. It's a different world. Can you believe that movie, AI, that that was like Steven Spielberg actually made AI? Yeah. Like, this thing Stanley Kubrick didn't get around to. Steven Spielberg's like, I'll do it. Yeah. And he makes it. And it's just his movie. It's like, he, he, it was like, does anybody. A teddy bear was cute. Oh, that whole thing. <laughs> the kid. Bear. It was like, it was a movie where it's like, hey, what if we tortured a kid for four. Th- what, would a, what would a movie be like uh-huh. if we tortured a kid for 4,000 years? What would that be like? Uh-huh. And that's. That's what that movie. Oh, I could never, I could never see that again. Oh my goodness! Did you see it when it came out? I, remember, I did. Yeah, I remember. Saw it in the theater. Sitting in the theater, yeah. Yeah, sitting in the theater. Oh boy, it felt like it was. I was, it thought it was shot in real time, four thousand years long. I thought I was seeing it as it happened, like it was an episode of Twenty Four, but it was four thousand years long. And then he goes in that thing and he drowns at the end, right, or something. Well, he's at the bottom of the ocean, and then he, yeah. 4,000 years later, the aliens find him. I can't even remember the dumb ending. Four, that's the end of a movie. Yeah, 4,000 years later, and aliens find him at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Oh, what a... Yeah, maybe there's a reason why Stanley Kubrick didn't make it. You have to kind of figure 
<laughs> you have to figure he was just like it's just like no this one maybe this one might stink I'm not going to make this one or he was just off his rocker completely which you know his later material sort of suggests yeah you know yeah weirdo weird guy <laughs> Turn, shooting, shooting a Vietnam movie in England yeah yeah that that was yeah. a the real smart choice. You know, you know, he should, Stanley Kubrick should have checked out were uh, planes at some point to go somewhere else and film the things. <laughs> and he shoot then he shoots a movie that takes place in New York on a soundstage. Yeah, the fakest looking, it's like those wet streets. You yeah. ever see how the streets are wet uh-huh. in movies? I've never seen a street look like like a wet street. Yeah, have you ever seen them look wet the uh, way they do in the movies? Not like that? really. No, but, but he did. He must have shipped in all those Village Voice, uh, you know, newspaper uh, kiosks. He yeah, had, he had those in there. I wonder how much it cost to ship those over. I saw that movie, Eyes Wide Shut, and as I'm seeing it, I'm like, as it's over, I'm like, oh, I wonder what I thought of that movie, and uh, I'm trying to figure, like, figure it out, and then uh, uh, Terry T, uh, uh, my my lady friend. Says to me, well, that sucked. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think you are right on it. I don't know why I was trying to like. Yeah, I think people overthink just because somebody who has like a, a really great reputation mm-hmm. that, you know, you expect everything they do to be great. Yeah. No, it, yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be that. And yeah, yeah, Terry was right on. I mean, everybody can, miss the, tar- everybody can miss the target. <laughs> it's terrible. Happens to everybody. Those orgy scenes. I mean, you All know. right, Mike. I didn't. <laughs> All right. Why don't you go see if Gary's with out With the there. masks and Mike, the... I think there's some calls here waiting for you. <laughs> Those orgy scenes. Oh, you love it. You love it. You love it so much. The new freedom. The new freedom. Yeah, I'm going to show you the new freedom right out on the street. There's a lot of freedom. Great big world out there, Mike. You're going to get a whole lot of freedom coming your way. Your Tuesday nights are going to be free. <laughs> There's going to be a whole lot of freedom in your future. Best show, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, who's this? Uh, this is Heather from Portland. Heather from where? Portland. Portland. Oh, I thought you said Poland. I wish. No, no, Portland. I was like, wait, what time is it in Poland? And you're calling the best show, but it's Portland. <laughs> What's going on in Portland tonight? Heather, I, you know, I'll be honest. Uh, when when Mike said uh, the the orgy scenes, I I literally couldn't think of anything else. That that was just. Uh, you couldn't think of it, yeah. Well, he has that. He just he cleared every thought I had from my head. I'm sorry. Um, no, he has that well, power very over. Very nice people. tonight. He has that yeah, power over people. Yeah. He, ooh, geez. He's like uh, he he's like uh, uh, Professor X. Professor Triple X. (laughs) He's like, yeah, he's Professor XXX. (laughs) That's Mike. Did you see? Do you did you see any of the X Men movies? Do you ever see any of those, Heather? I I I did. I saw the first one in the theater, and uh, I think I saw a third of the second one on cable. There's this one called Days of Future Past, right? That's the recent one, right? Yeah, the recent one. I saw it. I thought it was great. I couldn't. Is it? I, I was really into it. 
Yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, I'll check it out. It's worth checking out, because the first one took place in the 60s. This one's in the 70s. I was oh, into man. it. I was into it. The Age of Disco. It was. The X-Men... It's like the X Men listening to uh, 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 the X Men listening to uh, 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 Nazareth. <laughs> so it's like picture Wolverine driving around listening to Foghat in his Trans Am. Oh man, that's beautiful. Did you regain your your thoughts? Did you regain? Did you have yes, you have you? I I, I did. Um, basically, uh, this is the, the first time I've ever called in. I've been listening for a few years, but I've never called in before. And I thought uh, the first thing I should do when I call is I should apologize to my friends for having resisted the best show for so long. Um, uh, Sparky Pop, Marsha, she mm-hmm. was she was on a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, she was in your studio, and I lived down the street from her for years. And she was she, she's the first person I remember who tried to get me into the best show, mm-hmm. and there were. There were some more, but uh, basically, I always thought, "Oh, it's it's three hours. That's so much time. I can't. There's no way." And uh, it's it's been probably eight years, I think, since she tried to get me into it, and I love it now. It's That's the awesome. best. I, I I I love it so much, Marsha. I'm sorry. You were right. I should have been listening right then. See, you got to listen to when Marsha says to do something. You got to do it. When she says something, you should do it. You should jump. Yes, exactly. Marsha does yeah. a lot of web stuff for the show, so thank you to Marsha for the help with everything. So you're in Portland now. What? Why'd yeah. you move from L.A. to Portland? Um, mostly I thought Portland was nicer, just a nicer place to live. But I, I kind of also wanted to change careers. There were several reasons, but. I, I just I started coming up here for uh, the the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, which is usually in the spring, and it's like a beautiful time of year to come visit the city. It's very alluring. You go and everything is nice and in bloom, and it's not raining. The sun's out, and you go, oh gosh, I could I could live here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'd do, but I could live here. And then I I decided, oh what the heck, I'll just I'll just go live there, and I, I started cooking. I moved here, so it was a, a career change, but it's it's been really good. It'll be five years this summer. That's all. Awesome. And you like it? I love it. That's awesome. You got to yeah, be where it's, you want to be. Yeah, I got to do something new and exciting, and it's it's a great place to to be for that. Um, it's it's still it's a it's a nice city. People say, "Oh, it's full. Don't come to Portland. We're full." But it's it's beautiful. What you have I'm to do now. You know what you want to do. Now it's your job to start complaining about people moving to Portland. You've been there for five years. Now you need to start rounding up the amount of time you've been there. You need to kind of like five. You need to make five seven, and then seven is eight, and then eight might as well be ten. <laughs> so you just start fudging how long you've been there, and then start complaining about these these hipsters uh, who are who keep who are coming. Complaining is not that fun, though, is it? No, it's not. Wait, that's all I do. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, no, it, it doesn't mean it's fun, but I... Well, you figured out a way to make it fun. Maybe I just haven't figured that out yet. That would be my... Christine McVie would sing the song to me. Oh, 
You make complaining fun, right? Is that what it would be? <laughs> like, you make complaining fun. That should be, I think you just wrote my tombstone. He made complaining fun. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> so, oh. Well, Heather, anything it else? To you. It was great talking nope. to you. You call anytime you uh, want. Oh, oh, uh, nope. Thank oh, you. Oh, 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 thank oh, you. Oh, 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 um, uh, I was yes. going to say, because Gary called in, uh, Andy Kimler, uh, I'll bring it back to Bridgetown. Andy Kimler's coming to Bridgetown, which is great, but it would be even better if he called the best show more often. I, I'd like to hear more from him. We'll get and more. I know others would too. I would too. I, I think Andy Kindler's great. I love he's, it. He's really great. I love him. He's he's great. Uh, thank you, Tom. All right, Heather. You have a great night. You too. All thank right, you. You know we haven't done tonight. We did not spin the wheel of crystal. Should I do that, Mike? You like when I spin the wheel of crystal? Guys, you should know that if you are in New York, Sharpling and Worcester are doing two nights, four shows at the Bell House this week. Tomorrow night, early show, sold out. Late show, sold out. Thursday night, early show, sold out. Late show, still a couple tickets available. (gasps) And I'm telling you this. You don't want to sleep on on this. You don't want to miss this show. Who knows when the next time we will be doing shows uh, in New York will be. I don't know. We don't have anything else planned for uh, for a while. So do not sleep on it. It's going to be fun. I'm telling you right now, these live shows are going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait until we're doing them. Over the next couple nights. The Bell House. Thursday night. Late show. Don't miss it. Or you will miss it. Right Mike? Don't miss it man. I'm looking on uh, Twitter. And by the way Twitter I'm barely on it anymore. I blew up my Facebook account. Twitter I'm on it just for the show these days. For the best show. This guy H Man, remember H Man? He was a he was a, the brother of Z Man. He, uh, I'm talking about the wet streets with Mike and eyes wide shut. This guy, that's called a wet down. FPSX, F SPFX or art department usually does uh, does it on sets. I think it's done for lighting purposes. What? What am I? What am I? Film school all of a sudden? Robert Rodriguez lecturing me about uh, so, uh, so, uh, suddenly got uh, ha, 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 Hansel Wexler or whatever Hans Wexler telling me about lighting and he's a good kid. You're a good kid, H man. So yeah, do not miss this show, man. Thursday night. Late Show, Bell House. That's the only show that still has tickets available, and I know that there are only a few left. It it is going to sell out. Don't miss it. 
bell house. And how do you help the best show? We talk about this a lot. You download the shows. You write iTunes reviews. You tell people about the show. You tell people it's back. There's still people don't know it's back. It's shocking. I, I see people who I actually am friends with in my actual life. And they're like, so what have you been up to lately? Oh, yeah, we're working on the show. What show? What show? Oh, the one I sunk all my money into? Yeah, that one. The one that will be my undoing if you don't start listening? Yeah, that one. No, there's plenty of people listening. But we, we need everybody back on board. I need the whole crew. The whole crew. The whole gang. So you download the episodes, you spread the word, you go to iTunes. We're also going to stuff at the, not to go back to the Bell House shows, there's going to be merch at them, some merch. I guess right now H-Man's saying, Walter Merch, the editor? The guy who edited Apocalypse Now, Walter Merch is going to be, no, no H-Man, no, this is not your film school. Speaking of film, there's so many great things, great movies I have not seen yet. Then I, uh, I, I, uh, I spend the other night. I'm going on the on 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 demand. I'm like, well, well, what should I watch here? What should I watch? So what movie do I, I do on demand? Look, again, Bridge Over the River Kwai. Haven't seen it yet. Life and Death of Colonel uh, Blimp. Haven't seen it yet. What's another one, Mike? I haven't seen. Rashomon. I have not seen. Not seen Rashomon yet. You have selected Rashomon, directed by Akira Kurosawa. Showtimes are... No, I haven't seen Rashomon, but this is what I... No, some guy, uh, somebody on Twitter, Sasha, saying on Twitter, Rashomon's really great. Oh, I know it's great. Don't worry. I know that already. I bought it. Isn't that enough? I bought the Blu-ray of it. Shouldn't that get me? Didn't I half see it if I own it? That's not enough? You have selected Whiplash. Does he whip that kid in Whiplash? I've not seen Whiplash yet. Does he whip him? It's like jazz drumming, right? Billy Crystal in it? We didn't spin the Wheel of Crystal. I would see Whiplash if it was Billy Crystal doing that jazz man and somebody was whipping him while he did it. Can you dig it? I knew that. Alright, come on, that's enough. Like he drops the voice. What are you whipping me for? Can you dig it? I knew that you. Let's spin the wheel of crystal. 
Good things happen when the wheel of crystal gets spun. Good things happen. Then the rabbi called the bar mitzvah boy over. As the music reached the crescendo, the rabbi, the most learned and trusted man in the Jewish community, would lean over, whisper some sacred, poignant, and holy words to the chosen one. And then seconds later, the 13-year-old man would burst into tears. Okay. Maybe not the most thrilling. Wheel of Crystal spin. Let's spin it again. Wheel of Crystal. Who's going to get make me chance like that? Filled with chemicals to melt the rubber and glue. Peter Montagna and Bill Farley, my terrific makeup artist, carefully removed the hairpiece, and when Bill cut a small hole in my bald cap... Oh, okay. I want somebody to do the, the kind of wheel of crystal. Final spin of the night for the wheel of crystal. Here we go. Where will it end? Where does the wheel of crystal land? Terminal to the house. Think of renovating a house like operating the federal government. You start with a budget and the revenue to finance it. Then the special interests keep adding items to the list. Oh, it's Wheel of Crystal. Yeah, we got to get one good one in here. Sorry, sorry, Billy Crystal haters. We're getting one more. Magic. Wheel of Crystal. Swedish meatballs on the boy's mohair suit as they handed him a Jewish war bond that cost $18. After my friend's bar mitzvahs, I would ask them what the rabbi had said. Okay. That one was too close to the other one. The final spin of the night for the wheel of Christmas. I felt great. Afterward, during the note session, Lauren not only asked me to cut my six-minute spot down to two minutes, since the show was running long, but also told me that my spot would be on at 12.55. After having it play so strongly, I was confused. More importantly, I couldn't figure out how to take that much out of my piece. And oh. I'm going to throw the wheel of crystal in the Hudson. That's what it is. Yeah, so what movie did I watch? Well, all these movies I haven't seen. I don't know what made me do it, too. I don't know what made me do it. Dumb and Dumber 2. I start watching this thing. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is quite pro, uh, uh, this, this, this is a true candidate for the worst movie I've ever seen. Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh my goodness, I could not believe. At first, it's okay. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. Like, the thing is, sticks around for a while. I was talking to my, uh, my, my, my bro, uh, Jake, about this. He was saying, yeah, these things just stick around, and then they just become classic. It's, it's like the, the Dumb and Dumber is like the, the Lenny Kravitz of movies. 
just doesn't go away, and suddenly it becomes cl- it becomes classic. I'm telling you, this uh, this this was it was. But I'm like, why am I watching this? Why, why, and why didn't I shut it off? I couldn't stop. Oh, I don't like that. Oh. What is that called when you just need to see, when you start watching something and you have to go to the end of it? Is that like an organizational thing or like a, like a, is it like an, it's not like an OCD kind of thing, is it? That I can't just shut a movie off? Be like, this sucks, goodbye. No. Watch the whole thing. Just like I'll read an article, I'll read an article in like Vanity Fair. It's like, why am I reading about a famous person? I don't care at all about this person. Why am I reading? Why am I reading this in-depth? Just like who? I don't. I don't care anything about their life. But I'm reading every. Oh, let me make sure I know everything about uh, Colin Farrell. I don't care. But Colin Farrell, I got to read this whole article. I don't know. Then I watched the uh, the Nick Cave documentary. Is it Twenty Thousand Days on Earth? I believe that's what it's called. I thought it was great. I loved it. I loved. That movie, I ended up watching it a second time. It's really stylized, and uh, and it's it's not a it's not a bio uh, pick kind of thing at all. It's like very it's like he made a movie about himself. Basically, he's starring in this movie. I was totally into it. Totally into it. So that kind of broke the, that kind of got me off the, the trash, the trash night I was on. Just watching trash, trash after trash, watching trash, reading trash. Enough trash, man. I need, I need, I need some nutrition from this stuff. No more trash, Tommy. No more trash. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, hey, is this me? It is you. Hey Tom, uh, it's uh, uh, I don't know if you remember me. Why? Why can't it's he? Like this that. is how bad the guys calling are now. They can't even say their names. It's gotta be. <laughs> it's gotta be thirty seconds before they say, "Hey, they say their name." I was trying to remember what you called me when I called in. It was it was twelve year old Canadian Glenn Beck. That's what it was. Well, wait a minute. I almost hung up on you. You. Well, well, you were the, were you the maple syrup Mussolini? I was, I was that. Yeah, you were the kid, you, you, you're, I assigned you a a reading task, and you, I, did you read it? Uh, James Joyce's Ulysses, I did. You did? I read it once, and I didn't understand it, and then I read it a second time with a, like a study guide, and I, and I got it more so. But I think I'll have to do it again when I'm a bit older. Wait, why, you didn't do that because I told you to do it, did you? I read a lot, but I mean that was a big part of it. Well, that's very impressive. I I uh, I I, uh, I commend you. 
thank you. Uh, I want to talk about that guy from from Sarnia, Ontario, who called in. Okay. He he called in pretending to be you know his voice was shot because of a what a, a metal band. I don't know. He was doing a comedy routine. Yeah, yeah. He does the comedy. I'd like to say I'm from Ontario near Sarnia. I just wanted to make sure that that guy wasn't giving us a bad name. I don't know if you know this. Sarnia's home to uh, 40% of all of Canada's chemical processing plants. Uh, the entire city smells like rotten egg. It's complete garbage there. <laughs> and I just wanted to defend my home province. <laughs> I I love it. You're 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 trashing you're trashing Sarnia. Sarnia sucks. Everybody knows that. So, well, that's look. Sarnia might suck. Everybody doesn't know that. <laughs> everybody, everybody knows that. Everybody from around Sarnia knows it. You, right. you go to Sarnia to cross into the states, and you hate every second you're there. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, I just wanted I just wanted to call in and say I'm glad the show's back. No. And that Ontario's everyone from Ontario is not as bad as that guy. All right. Well, thank. You. I appreciate that. You have a great night. Nope. Good guy. Good guy. He's all right. Best show. You're on the air. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? This is Brian calling from uh, Newburgh, New York. Brian from Newburgh, New York. What's up, Brian? Well, I'm actually, I'm in Newburgh. Well, see again. It's, a, it's like, no, there's got to be like a, a thing. You can't just, these guys, they can't get their name out. What, they what, they what, say what, they're what, from yeah, somewhere yeah. and then there's an actual addendum to it. I flew all the way from here. Goodbye, I can't take it. No, you flew all the way here to get hung up on. Oh. Hey, Tom, it's uh, Brian from Newburgh, uh, New York. Hey, Brian, how are you? Well, I'm not actually from Newburgh. What is that? Best show, you're on the air. Best show. Oh, hey, Tom, it's Sean in Orange County. Sean in Orange County. What's up, Sean? I saw Chappie. You saw Chappie. I'm the lone person who's a Chappie. Well, look, I'm not looking for you to spoil the whole plot of Chappie, but I want to ask you two things. And anybody who doesn't want to hear about Chappie, turn off your your your, your uh, computer boxes for 60 seconds, because we're going to talk about Chappie for 60 seconds and no more in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay, now just tell me, first of all, does Chappie say anything other than, I am Chappie? Yes, he does. Does he say, like, crazy stuff and everybody laughs? Oh, yeah, no, they try to make him into a gangster. Okay. Does Chappie get mowed down at the end? No. Okay. But Chappie is tortured emotionally and physically in multiple scenes. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm not seeing Chappie. You just... You just... Oh, wait. No you, reason to. There's no reason. It stunk, right? Yes. It, you were right in saying it was the Grateful Dead because it is like... Eight movies playing the same thing, <laughs> but different at the same time. Do you wish? Uh, don't you can you can be honest about this. Nobody actually knows who you are. Do you wish you were Chappie? No. You wouldn't trade places with Chappie, even for a Not day. Not at all. Not even. For I wouldn't a day. want to be in a Neil Blomkamp movie. <laughs> I love it. That dude did that one movie. Everybody loved it. Now everybody's just whipping him. Everybody's, everybody's saying well, it's like, he's like. Movies uh, are bad. Look, I didn't see that last. I didn't see that last one. Right decision. 
and I ain't seeing Chappie. <laughs> Another correct decision. Well, thank you. I appreciate your call, buddy. Here's oh, no a, problem, Tom. Have a great night. Good guy. See, that's a good call. That's a good call. Not a, hey, remember you did that? Uh, like, I got something for the topic you did back in 2012. Uh, you wanted to talk all about uh, uh, Mitt Romney. I, uh, I have something about the debates, the vice presidential debates. Best show, you're on the air. Hello, Tom. Oh, it's Jason from uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Pri- and that's all I have to say about where I'm from. The pride of Dixie. Right? <laughs> Is that all I you have to say? Was- I wish there was some New Jersey equivalent to that that I could do back at you. But- there is. It goes like this. It goes, it goes, whoa, it's a horn that goes like, this is a Sopranos horn. <laughs> if no one's marketed that, you should market that. How is there nobody driving around in these new in New Jersey with like a giant like SUV that just goes? I I don't know why I said this over over the air here. Yeah. That I just handed. My, uh, the, the, that's what I was put here on the planet for. The guy at that auto place is going to start making those. Yeah. Come on, move it. So what, what, what's going on? Are you, uh, what, what's up, Jason? Well, it's late in the show and I'm, uh, yes. But I just had a couple things. Number one, I've I have the same issue that you do with wanting to make it through things. You can't even stop if they're that. hurting me. Yeah. What's the worst one you can think of? Oh, oh my goodness, I have. I mean, Xanadu's pretty bad. Wait, not the Music's movie great. Xanadu. The movie Xanadu. I, I, it was painful to me. It was painful to me. Not I the not the it, no, but not the one with uh, uh, Livy Newton John and Gene yeah. Kelly and. Uh, I found it painful. In the tubes. Yeah. I love the, I love the music. Electric like orchestra. Yeah. Fantastic. But but I've instituted something called Jason's 15-minute rule. And every movie, movie only gets 15 minutes of my time in 15-minute wow. blocks. Wow. But that's... Uh, does it almost feel like you'd just be like, I'm not digging the master. I'm out. <laughs> like well, it depends. I mean... It, 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 and I, and I, but I'm, I'm forgiving. You know, if you give me something, you give me a glimmer of hope. You just need to see within, some artistry here. Yeah, within that 15 minutes, if you if you prove to me that that you know my time is probably not as valuable as I think it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you if you if you prove to me that you're worth my valuable time within that 15 minutes, I'll stick with you. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not. I want to like things. I really want to like. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Me too, man. Me too. But I don't you, go looking to not like things. You just need to see some sliver of hope here. Yes. Yeah. And I've been hurt so, so many times mm-hmm. that I'm not going to give you my hour and a half. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Can't do it anymore. You can't do it. You've been hurt. What was the? Was there a movie that was the breaking point for you? I will tell you. I will tell you this. I know the first movie 
that I saw as a young person, I realized that you could make a bad movie. Because when I was growing up, I thought if something was a movie, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a movie. You know, movies are good. Yeah. I saw Teen Wolf 2. And Teen Wolf 2 was a revelation to me. I was like, these people had no idea what they were doing when they made this movie. And you, I was a child. You saw it. Yeah. And it, a little bit of me died, but also a little bit of me come, came alive mm-hmm. at the same time. I hear you. I hear you. I don't know if we have time to talk about the other thing I was going to talk about because it's late. But we, I, I don't can, know. If I, we, I don't think we do. I think I got to. I can talk with you another time. And you will talk with me another time. I hope so. It's like jazz, right? So we're, we're, tra- like we're trading eights. We're trading eights just like jazz. Jason, thank you so much for the call. All right. You have a good night, Tom. You too, Bye. Guy. All right. Let's burn through these last calls and say good night here. Best show, you're on the air. How's it going, Tom? It's going all right. Well, what do you got for me, champ? Uh, I had a story about respect. <laughs> Let's hear it real fast. Who is this? My name is Fred. I'm from Honolulu. Oh, I, I can I can call later. I can call later. Sorry. No, okay, give it to me real fa- real fast, Fred. Are you going to yell at me for hanging up on you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, man. No, it's just uh, uh, uh one time. Uh, remember? Uh, do you remember? Uh, this is an honor of you doing your live shows uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, in 2010, I was at Matador 21, and uh, I uh, met Rob Cordry in the hallways. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really drunk, and I yelled, "Hey, man, you're Rob M. F. Cordry." Mm-hmm. I clapped in the back, and he was very polite. And he turned around, and he and he, he shook my hand, and he said, uh, <laughs> "He said, uh, how'd you know my middle name?" <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> okay, and then the next day. Yeah. Next day, I, um, I sobered up and I realized what I had done. And now and I was, I was I, full of shame. Can I guess? Yeah. You thought you could fix a situation mm-hmm. that you ended up breaking. <laughs> kind of. Okay. Yeah. What What happened? What did you do? So I go. Um, there was an early show. Uh, it was Kurt Vile and uh, uh, Times You Viking upstairs. Oh, I know. I know. And uh, I met someone in the hallway, mm-hmm. the tall Roman emperor, uh, who I've been listening oh. to in my ears since oh, 2007. What, 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 did I, what did I say? I didn't say anything because I was so ashamed of what I did to Rob Cordry. You didn't... I shook your hand, and I let my buddy Roger do all the talking. And did Roger boot it? Did Roger boot it? No. <laughs> he asked if you were going to drum with Yola Tango, I think, is what he asked. I'm going to say Roger booted it. Why would anybody <laughs> think I'm a drummer? Hey, you're going to drum with the Ola Tango? Well, first let me learn drumming, and then we'll see. <laughs> All right, Fred, I got a boogie. All right, man. Thanks, I appreciate it. All right, bye. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks, bye. Best show, you're on the air real fast. Hey, Tom, uh, it's Ed from Baltimore. It's an honor to be on. Great show. So, amazing show. Thanks. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, I, was, uh, I have a Matt Pinfield story. Just wanted to tell you real quick. Real fast. Okay, um, I was uh, playing a show in Williamsburg Music Hall, opening up for this big band. Some guy's like, hey, Matt Pinfield's over there, and I'm sitting behind the merch table. So I go up to him, like, hey, you know, I just want to it's great to meet you. And the guy just looks at me and goes, who do you think I am? And I said, Matt Pinfield. He's like, no, I'm just a regular piece of garbage. And he was like, you got a cigarette? <laughs> so I just gave him a cigarette and walked away. 
All right, that all, is yeah. the most depressing thing I've ever heard. You might you might want to contact uh, Mike Lee or Lars von Trier and see if you can sell them that. Uh, yeah. They might think it's too depressing, but thank you. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? This is Liz calling from Chicago. Liz, we got uh, one minute left. Sorry, what do what, okay. what, what, what you got? I was just wondering if you'd ever consider putting out an 18-wheeler record for Record Store Day. No, I would not. <laughs> That's too bad. Well, because they're not mine anymore. You you put things out, and then the people rights go back to other people. Oh, Oh, that's very that's very fair of you. Well, that's that's, great. that's the way creative things were. That's not it wasn't my look. If it was my idea, I'd own all those things till the end of time. <laughs> no, I just I I I, I feel that's very nice of you to say. I ran a label a long time ago, eighteen wheeler, and uh, I think that maybe that ship has sailed. But why well, are you looking for one of the releases? What are you looking for? Oh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of um, remember seeing them in um, Pier Platters back then. Oh. I used to work in Pier Platters, but uh, you worked at Pier Platters. I did. Were you? I did. Was, did I come in? Were you nice to me when I came in? I was nice to everybody. In fact, I used to uh, get in trouble with Bill because he said I was attracting Operation <laughs> Ivy fans. Because I was nice to them, and nobody else was. <laughs> yeah, that look. Bill is a great guy. Uh, the guy who owned Pier Platters, my, still my all-time favorite record store for my entire life. So, yeah, it was great. One of the perks was that you got um, lifetime, and you, like you got paid minimum wage, which everybody naturally spent on records. Mm-hmm. But you got the big perk was that you got into shows at Maxwell's for free, and it was for life. And so, like, it'd be like, oh, Mudhoney's playing, and it's sold out, but I get to go Not for you. Free. Next thing you know, <laughs> and next thing you turn around, there's uh, 140 people who used to work at Pier Platters filling up Maxwell's <laughs> in addition to the 200 people who bought tickets. Yeah, that never <laughs> happened, surprisingly. I always managed to squeak in. Well, Liz, yeah. we can talk more about this. I've got, I got a boogie. You have, All right, have a great so. night. Bye. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how's it going? All right. Uh, well, what's up, champ? All right. So I got, I'll make this short and sweet because we're short on time. But if um, if the Wheel of Crystal were a game on the Point Pleasant uh, boardwalk, what would be the worst prize? More spins of the Wheel of Crystal. <laughs> if you won, you'd get you'd just win more spins, and it just never ends. I love it. Thanks, buddy. Final call, this person bucked the rules, but I'm going to take it because I admire uh, uh, Mavericks. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, hi. Hi, who's this? I'm Teresa in Kentucky. Teresa in Kentucky, what's up, Teresa? Last call of the show. I got, I got about 30 seconds left. 30 seconds left, wow. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I was just, you mentioned Chappie at the beginning of the show, and I'm sorry for the past hour or so I haven't been able to. Did you see it? No, I didn't. I was just thinking I am in solidarity with you on that and also in solidarity with you on not seeing Titanic. Yeah. Well, we get it. We're movie bros. I can't see Chappie. I'm not going to go pay and see some robot get mowed down. 
That's not my exactly. idea of entertainment. Do you think it's going to be like Short Circuit or E.T. where it's like the no. cool thing? That's Hugh, Hugh, what's his face? Hugh really Jackman probably fires some high-tech weapon at him, blows Chappie's uh, head off his uh, hinges. <laughs> and some kid probably fixes Chappie. I fixed Chappie. I am Chappie. I told you I'd fix you. Now let's go kill everyone. He just needed an upgrade. He needed a Raspberry Pi or something to make him much better. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you for the call. Have a great night. Bye. All right. That's it for the show, everybody. Uh, Thank you for listening. I hope I see everybody at the Bell House next couple nights. Final, the late show on Thursday is the only show that tickets are still available, and there are only a few still available. It is close to selling out, so do not miss out. You have been warned. It's going to be fun. We will see you all there, and I want everybody to know that once again, the best show uh, tonight was su- supported by Wealthfront, the automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. It automatically rebalances your portfolio and reinvests your dividends, all commission-free. Wealthfront manages over $2 billion and has saved millions on taxes for its clients. Visit Wealthfront.com slash show. To get your first $10,000 managed for free. That's wealthfront.com slash best show. And get your first $10,000 managed for free. Thanks everybody for listening. We're going to end with a record. Something on Hozak by a, a great single. Just, they just put out call, uh, the band is called The Band in Heaven. This is really awesome. Let's check it out and, uh, see you at the bell house. The Band in Heaven on Hozak.